are now tuned in to this week's episode of our podcast. Today, we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. Up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. Intro, let's go with another flow. Ain't your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. Have you ever wondered how it all began? The idea, how they started the plan. XX, actors, the whole team. Mad props to those behind the scene. Why did the person get into the biz? Something inside when they were a kid. Who helped them out when they wanted to quit? What about the fam that gave them rocks to kick? How are the haters? They left shaming alone. Find out in the entertainment zone with Paul Amadeus Lane. It's a real thing. Hello and welcome to the entertainment zone. I am Paul Amadeus Lane. So happy to have you here on Roku, Fire TV, ABC News Radio, KMET, AM and FM, on our other streaming formats. We welcome you. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have an awesome show planned. We're going to be talking to an R&B legend, one of the the great guys uh, in this industry. Find out about his career. Uh, what is he up to now? And something pretty awesome that he's doing for fans. I mean, talking about paying it forward. Uh, my next guest is going to talk about how he's doing that and talking about the amazing Donnell Jones. Say what? Say what? Say what? If you've been following me on social media, you know who we are going to have on the show. So please follow me, paulamadeuslane.com. Uh, uh, that's the website. Social media is the same. Paul Amadeus Lane. Love to connect with you. Love to hear if you'd like us to chase any interviews with any of your favorite singers, movie stars, actors. If you want to delve deeper into their story, please reach out to us and we will reach out to them. And we're also going to be joined by a rising entertainer. With our spotlight on you segment we have coming up in our second segment of the show. And this very talented young lady um, is uh, just really awesome. 
there are so many talented people out there and because of the way the industry is shaped, it's hard for them to get seen, to get known. And that's why we here on our program uh, with my amazing team, Erica Michaels, Tyler Mikes, and my wife, Rainy Days, how we um, really want to give a platform for ones like that. Because for every uh, Shaka Khan, they're like five or six others that that never uh, get the opportunity to show off their, their talent. And I'm not using hyperbole at all. There are some amazing singers out there that got some pipes, they got the range, but because of the way the business is, they'll never get heard. But because of social media and other streaming formats, they can now be heard. And that's why we want to give them a platform on this show. I was bumping around YouTube the other day, and uh, as I do, research, of course, and just finding out some of the, I want to say, hard times that a lot of entertainers, uh, entertainers have fell on. And it really hurts my heart because you see that some of these entertainers feel that they have reached the pinnacle of, of life when they are, get discovered, they get videos, they get tours, and they feel that, wow, I finally made it. And it just shows you got to have, got to have a foundation, a solid foundation that can catch you when things just, just don't work out. And whatever that foundation is, that's between you and yourself and your family. And I have a personal foundation that, that I've, that I've built over the years that, that keeps me grounded, that if all this goes away, I'm still going to be fine. And this is not the platform for me to to share that with you. But if you ever want to reach out to me personally and find out um, that um, that platform or that um, foundation that I was able to build, not by myself, but because of him. And when I use the word him, that's probably a good indicator of what that foundation is. But again, like I said, this platform and this show is not not for me to do that right now, but I just want to share some things out there. It's heartbreaking uh, to see what some of these entertainers are going through. And when you see that, you see how normal they are like us. Think about the hard times that some of us have fallen on um, just through life when life happens. Uh, maybe even because of this pandemic, how things have been uh, just magnified even more. That helps us to have not just sympathy, but empathy. And sympathy and empathy are two different things. See, sympathy is when you feel sorry for someone. Empathy is when you feel their pain in your heart and you feel their pain. And that's how I feel when I see what has happened to, to ones in the entertainment field because they were duped and fooled into thinking that that was the key to happiness, but it's not. Okay, let me let me get off my high horse right now, but it just just shocked me. So, what we're gonna do too as a team here at Amadeus Fourth Media, we're gonna reach out to those folks. We want to hear their stories. We want them to know that we who appreciate their music appreciate them as a person and we care about how they 
are doing. We just didn't like them because they had a top 10 hit or a number one hint. We like them because of their talent and they still have that talent. And that's what drew us to them. All right. So that's my rant for the day. And so let's talk about someone who has continued to have success throughout his career. Someone who learned not the business, but the same will be y'all, the business well enough that he was able to keep sustaining himself over the years. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about this amazing person right here. Joining me right now, one of the smoothest voices in the business, not the business, but the business. Donnell Jones, what's going on, Donnell? How are you? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Honored to have you on and talk about your career. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, wishing you and your family um, safety during this very, very difficult times that we're living in, and it's uh, it's great, uh, yes. great, great to see you out there, uh, still doing your thing, my friend. And um, appreciate I, that. I wanted to start off by by talking uh, about what was life like for you growing up in the shy? Was it, is, is, is that when you had your love of music kind of uh, touched your heart or share that experience if you don't mind? Um, you know, growing up in Chicago, um, my mom and my dad, um, uh, they separated when I was probably like maybe, uh, maybe like seven, eight years old. Um, but my mom played a lot of records, man. Uh, she played a lot of music. She had a, a big record collection. Uh, my dad, um, he was in a gospel group and him and his brothers sang a lot of songs in the church. Then they switched over to R&B. Uh, so music was in my family uh, as I was growing up as a kid. I love it. I love it. And uh, well, what type of genre um, did you really kind of uh, identify yourself with when you were growing up? Any particular uh, music genre? Mostly R&B. R&B. And when you yep. look at like some of the, the ones who were out during that time, um, did you look at like their whole package, like not only the the way that they they sung, the writing styles, but also maybe like their swagger to them? You're like, yeah, you know, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool lifestyle right there. Yeah, I mean the way they dressed. Uh, like I, I would say, like Michael Jackson, the way he dressed, the Ivy Brothers, they had like a like this this kind of pimp type of uh, persona. Um, a lot of a lot of the way that that these artists dress, we we pick up some things from them. And when you finally got the break to to be in the business, uh, Donnell. What did that look like? You know, went from growing up, love of music to, to getting signed um, to your first record deal. What was kind of like the, the road that, that, led, that led you there? I was with a group. I, uh, I, I was in, uh, I was working at McDonald's when I was about 16 years old. And I was back there flipping burgers and singing and things like that. And the manager came over, he was like, yo, I'm about to put together a group. I want you to try out for it. So we try. I tried out for the group. I made the group. And pretty soon we started doing shows around Chicago. We made a pretty big name for ourselves, but we could never get signed. So we did that for about a couple of years. So we decided to go to this music conference that they were having in Washington, D.C. called the Black Radio Exclusive Convention. We had a showcase out there, but nobody knew who we were. So we just decided to go outside and sing for anybody who walked outside. And Eddie F happened to be one of those people. That's Heavy D's DJ. And he heard us sing. He loved it. And he told us, don't sing for nobody else. Uh, he said he was going to sign us. 
So as soon as he walked away, we just started singing for somebody else who who came right up. And he came right back over like, nah, don't sing for nobody else. I want to sign y'all. And, and he did. About a month later, he sent us plane tickets to come to New York and he signed us. I love it. I love it. So you guys land in New York. And when did when did it hit you that that this industry was 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 really a a, a business, you know, because I, I remember growing up, I was in the, the industry when I was about 15 and I, it was kind of like a shock to me because I was like, wow, you know, I thought I'm being there in the studio having fun to do it. Is it like, no, get this done, get this track done and things like that. When did when did that hit you uh, where it was like, this is like serious business. This is like something we got to get done. And, and really, uh, when did that hit you as far as just how serious this business was? Uh, from the beginning, um, I started out as a songwriter. So um, I just really wanted to, to make sure everything I did was on time. Uh, I mean, I worked with Eddie F. Uh, and uh, a lot of his DJs, um, a lot of his uh, producers. And I mean, you know, we just made sure we were, we were on time with everything we did. Um, and again, you know, when you love what you do, it, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you love what you do, you never you never work for a day. What what has been the most challenging part of uh, when you got when you first got your deal and and put a put the record out? What was the most challenging part? I think just having patience. You know. Uh, Back in the days, man, we just wanted everything to happen right then and there. And being on the face records, you know, you got so many great artists on that label that you got to wait your turn. And I think just having patience was one of those things I had to learn. And when you finally release your first project and that album on, on the face records, that that had to give you a sense of just like, wow, you know, I'm here now. This is this is it. I'm out. I'm out there. What what kind of things went through your mind when it came to, to touring, when it came to being on the stage instead of being with the group that you started out with? It was a challenge because quite naturally I was, you know, an introvert in the beginning. You know, I had to learn how to, you know, to be on stage by myself because I was being hidden by the group, you know. So uh, when Eddie gave me the opportunity, I just took it. I ran with it. And I just had to develop, uh, you know, me off stage is totally different than me on stage. When I got to hit that stage, it's a totally different person. I kind of put on this suit, you know. So for me, it's it's uh, it, there's two different things that I go through. Cause I'm a Gemini too, so. But when I get on that stage, it's totally different. And you know, I don't know if you you have this um, kind of mindset too, Danielle, when it comes to the industry. To me, being a writer, I felt my most my most freest because I was able to express myself through writing um, and was able to put more of myself into into things and pen into paper and things like that. To you, which part of the industry do you see yourself at most free at? Singer, songwriter, uh, producing? Uh, what which, which part of the the, the uh, experience in music uh, makes you feel feel the freest? I, I can't choose because I love all of it. I love being able to write songs, create the music. And also, you know, after creating the music, I love going on stage and and watching how people react to the music. I think, you know, those things are are something that uh, uh, I've done all my life. I can't see it my life without doing that. And from the beginning, that's just what I, you know, that's what I aspired to do. And when you look at the amazing people that you've worked with over the years, and I was just looking at your, your video, say what, before I brought you on, because that was one of my jams back in the days. And everybody who was in that video, uh, you had Left Eye in that video. Usher was in that video. Um, 
what what was that experience like to when that song dropped and that video had had all these cameos, all these R and B giants at the time in it? LaFace just showed up. They showed out. You know, uh, we were in uh, on LaFace at that time. All the artists came. They they showed up. Uh, LaFace. <clears throat> it was like a big LaFace party. You know, everybody that was on LaFace came. Um, it was a beautiful moment, man. Like watching Left Eye walk down that hallway. The song blew up. It was amazing. You know, and I, and I really felt the love from from my other artists that were on that label at that time. And I know back in the days when uh, in the industry, it was like a badge of honor or the, something that we made it when we were able to get in on a on a, on a music soundtrack. You actually had that opportunity with uh, with uh, I believe it was Love and Basketball, correct? And, sure. Yeah. And and talk about having your song placed on a on a movie soundtrack and what what that meant for you. Um, any, anytime you can get the song in a movie or on a soundtrack, it, it feels amazing. Uh, I've had the opportunity to do it a few times, but that particular song, uh, it's an amazing song. Uh, the producer, Steve Sook Hurley, hadn't had a chance to work with him, so it was amazing working with him. And also being in the movie. Uh, what, what can I say, man? It's, it's an awesome movie, and uh, it's one of those movies that will go down in history. So, yeah, love being on it. Yeah, I still find myself uh, using some of them lines like, what is it? A, a perfect verse over a tight beat? I think one of those. So I always look at different words and that from that from that movie and everything. So it was pretty cool. Now, Dino, one thing about you that that I admired is that you seem to always had your eye on the ball and eye on the prize. That you wanted to do things and and like create your own company. And you actually did that. I think it was a 2010. Your own label. What what That's was correct. what was it like now? being the person who was the ultimate decision maker and, and talk about if you had to have uh, a shift in, in, in your mindset now being the person uh, behind the decisions. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I feel like if I'm making the music, if I'm creating the content, I should have ownership in it. Um, the only thing that's switched now is that I'm not spending somebody else's money. I'm spending my only my own money. I have to be really strategic about the way I do it, and I have to make sure I got a hit. You know, I'm not going to put out something that that uh, that I'm going to spend money on that I don't feel confident about. Uh, so those are some of the decisions that I have to make these days. And Donnell, what was it like working working with John, being collaborating with him? Because you know, both both of you guys both have some serious musicality skills. And what was that experience like? Um, it was amazing, man. John called me up. He was like, I got this record. We had just did the Soul Train Awards together. And um, I heard the record. I jumped on it. I loved it immediately. We got together. We did it. You know, it was just like that. It wasn't really any anything behind it. I loved it. He's a brother of mine. And I just wanted to support him. And Donnell, when we look at the, the way the business over the years, entertainment industry, and, and particularly the music industry. What about the industry you would like to tell folks who are trying to break into this industry to give them that, give them that real talk of, of just how, number one, it is a business. It is a business that, you know, things need to be done and, you know, to make money. What kind of advice would you give them? Uh, I really don't have anything bad to say about the business. It, you know, it is a business. Um, at the end of the day, I would tell anybody trying to come up, perfect your craft. Um, make sure you study the greats. Don't be afraid to be original. Uh, don't be afraid to, to, to draw from the past. Um, just, just be all you can be and practice. But I, I don't really have anything bad to say about the business. You just have to make sure whoever you bring in with you, you have a great team of people 
and uh, and just make sure you got people around you that you love and trust. You know, I'm glad you you said that, Donnell, because having having a, a good team matters, and ones you can trust matter. And if you don't have anybody you can trust, how detrimental could that be? You know, just to your vision, just to you succeeding. I mean, it, it can mean success or failure. I mean, that's, that's really just the bottom line. You have to have the right people around you. And, and does that mean like sometimes you have to like, we all had that, that one partner that we love them to death, but you know, they would kind of be counterproductive. So sometimes you have to like leave, leave ones in certain positions or certain ways so that you can succeed. Or you have to do what LeBron did. He took his homies with him. He put them in college. He made sure that they had the knowledge, you know, so, you know, if, if, if you got it like that, you know, you just have people around you or change the people that you're around. You know, everybody is not meant to be, you know, in your life forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if, if you were a crowd that, that, that's not productive, then you need to change your environment. Yeah, that is so true. Back in 2019, you released uh, your current album, 100% Free. And when I read about this and it just really just, just blew me away from the standpoint where you, you, you talked about how you had a transformation and transformation mm-hmm. for the better. And do you mind sharing that journey with us when it came to the album, Donnell? Um, and, and pertain, uh, I, when I made this particular record right here, I had, it, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, a lot of people were, you know, in the house, couldn't get out, you know, trapped. Um, I got the, a strong sensation to make an album and call it 100% free. Um, and when I really thought about it, I'm like, damn, we, we really need to be free from a lot of things. You know, one is addiction, one is uh, self-doubt, negative thinking. Uh, another thing may be social media. Some people may be addicted to porn. There's so many things that we are addicted to in this world that uh, I just felt like, you know, that title resonated with me, 100% free, free from a lot of things. Uh, and for me, you know, it, it meant, you know, free from smoking cigarettes, free from negative thinking, free from a lot of things. So um, that's why I created this album. You know, it's, it's a love album. Um, I'm giving a one, uh, it's, it's, you can get it free on my website, uh, donnelljonesmusic.com. You can also purchase it. I'm donating 25% of the proceeds to missingkids.org. And, uh, and I just want to do something special for the people. That's all. Wow, that, that's really cool, you know. Offering it, offering it free to your fans and also giving us an opportunity so that we can we can help out ones as well. So what else you got got working on uh, that you're working on, uh, Donnell? You know I'm a kind of nosy guy, so what, what else you got uh, in the pipe? Um, I'm about to start recording a new album. Uh, I'm working on it right now. I don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, but, yeah, be looking out for a new album coming this year as well. So, Donnell, before, before I let you go, anything else out there you'd like to – share with with your fans with your supporters with uh just anything in general you like to like to share with the ones out there i just want to tell the fans i appreciate you guys for rocking with me over the years uh much love and respect hope everybody's doing well um and put god first in everything you do absolutely and looking back at your career is there one moment or, or a couple of moments that you look back and you're like wow this was this was pretty cool that this happened to me or, or just your career as a whole. You're like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool that it happened to me. Um, any, any highlights you want to share? Um, I would say when I won the American music, music award, 
Uh, that was a highlight of my life. Um, it, it just really felt good. I'm a young kid from Chicago. Uh, I was watching that show on TV so many years, and I never thought that I'd win it. So winning that award, man, just really, really made me feel good inside. I think I cried that night, man. It, it was just one of those moments that uh, I really cherished. You know, one of the things, uh, you know, that I know just watching the American Music Awards that goes through our minds, and that's like, you know, what kind of goes on like behind the scenes? Like, do they take you in the back and they be like, hey, we're going to have you just, just sit there for a minute? Or, or how did that whole experience work? You know, after you got your award, did they take you off to the media room? What, what, what were some of the things that, that went down? I, I honestly, I mean, it was so long ago, man. I really don't even remember. I mean, I, I couldn't, I, if, if I made up something, I'd be lying. So I, I, I really can't remember. This has been so long ago. You said it was just a cool experience, right? The highlight yeah, of your it, life. Was, it, it was. It was a dope experience, man. I mean, um, it was amazing uh, being able to go up on that stage. Um, the only thing I, I really didn't like about it was I didn't have a speech. I didn't know I was going to win. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't mention a lot of people that really helped me. And that kind of made me feel a little bit bad. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, I hope hopefully they understood. But that <laughs> moment really had me caught up where I couldn't really think. I was like really like a deer in headlights. Now, I appreciate that, Danielle. And, and thank you so much for spending, spending time with us, man. And, you know, talking to us about your career, uh, about things uh, that you've experienced in this industry and, and, you know, much success on, on your own label and your own company too, you know. And, I appreciate uh, you, man. Thanks you know, for having me. For real. Hey, looking forward to doing it again. All right. All right. Bro, bro. A huge, huge shout out to Donnell Jones, you know, just talking with him. You can tell he, he's all about not business. Y'all he's all about what business. Um, just the way he comports himself, the way he he comes across, really serious uh, about his craft, about the business, but but he enjoys what he's doing. You can take a look a look at his face and tell, and what he's doing, paying it forward, free stuff. I mean, who doesn't like free stuff? So let me tell you something. I'm not gonna tell y'all what to do because it's not my place to tell you what to do. But show some appreciation when someone gives you something free. Thank him. Say thank you, Donnell, for doing this. And don't be like, well, I didn't ask him to do it. Right. He, You didn't ask him, but he did it out of the kindness of uh, of the heart. See, we we live in a, a selfish society. See, I'm on one today, Anna. I'm sorry, y'all. But it's it just, you know. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. You get tired of the selfishness. Even though we know why it's here, but we get tired of it. You know, when someone does something nice and a person does not show appreciation for it, it, it bothers me personally because, again, I have that empathy. I feel their pain in my heart. Like, 
if I did something nice for someone and no one showed appreciation for it, I'd be pretty upset. And you would be too. Don't fool yourself. All right, I promise. When I get back from this break, I'm going to stop being on one and I'm going to be a little bit more chipper, but, but you know what I be, right? Sometimes you got to keep it one. See if I can do a 100 with my, my disabled hand. One, zero, zero. I did it backwards. So one, kind of, zero, zero. All right, gang, we'll be right back after these messages. Thank you so much. We're going to have our spotlight is on you segment. We're going to highlight a pretty awesome talent out there. Be right back. Ain't your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. Ain't your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. Entertainment Zone. Welcome back. Paul Amadeus Lane. So happy, happy to have you on the show. If you missed our interview with uh, Donnell Jones, please check it out. Just, uh, Amazing time getting to know him as a person, as a business person, as an artist, as a business owner. Really, really impactful. And we welcome you, our audience on Roku, Fire TV, and here at home base, ABC News Radio, KMET, AM, and FM. We welcome you. I talked about this in the first segment of the show. Talent. There is a lot of talent out there that you probably are not aware of. Why? Because radio only plays certain things. Uh, videos. Can you watch videos on MTV now or BET? It's more shows, reality shows now, isn't it? But in order to find out some of this amazing talent, you got to dig deep into YouTube uh, to find out some of these great individuals and, and these great talented people. My um, segment producer, M, Erica Michaels, I call her Erica M, she came across this uh, this next person, and, 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 and Erica had to sell me on the segment right here, the uh, spotlights on you, only because sometimes when people have not made it, they have an unreal expectation of things, so they don't show appreciation, like uh, they don't follow you on social media. They don't support your show. And even though we're not looking for that because we have supporters like you who tune in and check it out, but even like the major stars, major celebrities, they follow us. They, uh, we, we have, uh, a, a, a friendship. We follow each other on social media, but some, some people who are new to this game, they, they haven't understood that. So I was really, um, uh, not interested in something like this, but M, she sold me on it. She said, there's some good people out there. There's some people who would appreciate uh, just the opportunity of allowing their voices to be heard to more people out there. And I'm so glad she did because my next guest is one of those amazing people. Who am I talking about? Wrote a song about it. (laughs) Here it go. And I'm so happy to have my, my next guest with me, this talented young woman, has a, a beautiful voice, and you can tell by that smile she's a beautiful person as well. <laughs> Valisa, how are you? I am doing excellent. I, I can't complain. Well, I guess I could, but 
What's the point? <laughs> right? I always say, nobody go listen to me anyway, so I'm going to keep that. Right. Myself, so. <laughs> but, but I promise you, during this interview, I will listen to you. So if things are going on, I got you back. Okay, sis? <laughs> I appreciate it. That, that is good to know. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm so glad that, that you're joining us. Um, we, we really love to, to spotlight talent out there that they people really need to keep their eye on and you've done some incredible things um you wrote some incredible uh songs uh, i saw youtube with you and a young musician doing some things together that was, that was pretty cool that, that almost brought tears <laughs> to my eyes that, that, that was really cool but before we really get into um what you're working on what, what made you pursue singing what, what was it about it that you said you know what I think that's something I want to do well thank you for having me first of all um, I really appreciate this opportunity um, singing has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember um, I grew up in a house where my dad had an organ literally in our living room so <laughs> music has always been around um, but it became a lot more personal for me um, as I got older was kind of dealing with some things um, as a kid from bullying on to just you know self-awareness and singing kind of helped me um, cope with a lot of things that I was dealing with so I remember my first song was probably when I was like five years old um it was probably only like three sentences but <laughs> it was really impactful to me so um as i got older i kind of went through some more life happenings um i became critically ill like my senior year in high school ended up missing my whole senior year and um i kind of clinged on to music like in and out of the hospital i would find myself writing songs again and it was like therapy for me. So um, my music comes from my faith. It helps me, you know, get through, I, I would say, the most craziest moments of life, um, the happiest moments. I've just found a way to connect it to every aspect of life. So I, I love to sing. If I'm not singing, then I'm asleep. That's pretty much how I like to see it. But yeah, that that's really what got me started. I, I love it. And you talked about your father having a having an organ in the house. Was it a oh was it a Hammond organ? <laughs> yes. Leslie all. Oh, he wow. he had the whole package. Um I grew up in church, heavily in church. My dad was um minister of music, so you know, it was nothing for him to be practicing choir songs while we were in our rooms playing and it just filled the entire house, which, you know, you just can't get away from it. Um, but the funny thing is, I ended up not playing organ. I gravitated more towards piano as a result um, of kind of watching him. And he started on piano as well, so we kind of have that connection. But I never really got into organ. I don't know why, but I, I just have it. I love how it sounds, but it just... I, I guess it filled the room so much. I have enough of it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I hear you, you know, and, and growing up as a musician myself, I remember um, the first um, electric keyboard that my pops bought was a, a, a Fender Rhodes. And after oh, we, yeah. after we got the Fender Rhodes, uh, he bought uh, a Juno 60 and mm -hmm. The Juno 60 had like a sound that sounded like an organ, but it, it, it wasn't right. But then when the DX7 came out, the Yamaha DX7 kind of gave a little bit of that organ, but 
somewhere down yes. the line, we start to see other other innovations of keyboards and everything. They still can't get that that organ sound, that Hammond organ sound, right? No matter how hard they try with the digital world, they 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 can't get it because I love, you know, I, I know I can um some of the things we used to do, the tracks we used to do, um, we used to like throw a little licks of that of, of the Hammond organ in there, and that was just like it just beefed up the song so much that it, it, it like you felt it in your chest. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just like, yep. <laughs> wow, you know, but so, so, so you took me back there, Valisa, when you talked about that organ. So, so that, so that, that's pretty awesome. So when you, when you look at, you mentioned something about, you know, bullying and stuff when you were younger, it, one common thread that I'm starting to see that many people who are creative get bullied. Cause I, you know, I got bullied some when I was in school too. And I don't know it's because we're a little bit different because we're creative, but I use creativity as an outlet as well. Too like for instance, when someone tried to bully me at school, I would go down to our little studio we had and create some music, write some songs and everything and and you know, I, I guess I should thank them for for yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, unleashing that beast in me because, you know, mm-hmm. it um yeah, you know, when it comes to but it, just just having that outlet, and how do you use that experience with with others out there? Even though we're we're in COVID right now, we're not able to to be out about like like we used to. But how did your how did your experience help you to help others out there who may be dealing with a similar uh, situation of bullying? I, I just want to touch on that for a minute. Yeah, um, certainly. So. As, as a musician, I've also had the opportunity to work with small children. Um, and from preschool all the way up to high schoolers, um, I've worked with kids in church and also in the school system. And I think that the, the greatest piece that we can have with creativity um, is to be able to own it. And that's something that sometimes a bully takes away from you. You feel like, you know, you're taking some of my self-worth or my esteem. But when you can rely on your art, what's inside of you, it, it empowers you like from within. And so I think that 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 aspect has been um, such a great key to kind of carry throughout life. Because um, even as an adults, we still go through different things with the way the world is right now. You know, you just there are so many different types of people. And sometimes you know, people aren't respectful and you have to find a place where you can, you know, zone in and deep dig into your soul. And, you know, I, I say minister to yourself. Um, and that helps you in those tough moments. Um, of course, bullying is terrible. I, I like to thank all of my bullies because they helped me write some great songs <laughs> along with my faith. Um, because for me, the perspective was it's not going to be like this forever. And if you kind of listen to my music, there's always a story. Um, it starts off, it may not sound like it's going to be that great, um, the story-wise. And then as you go on, you hear the hope at the end of it. And that's kind of how I want, you know, young children, even adults, if you're feeling like you're being bullied and can't take that pressure, it's not going to be forever. I think that's the one thing that I started learning and rehearsing in my mind. This isn't forever. Um, and the same thing with the illness that I dealt with, the chronic illness. It was, you know, it was tough being in the hospital for months at a time, missing my senior year, coming back, and then going through some experiences still with bullying because I was different. Um you know, having to learn how to 
do a lot of things over again. My parents having to take care of everything for me, learning how to be independent in my own way again. It was important for me to to gain that type of, um, I guess, zone that I can go to so that it wouldn't break me. You know, I may have bent a little bit, but it didn't break me. So I'm very appreciative for that. And it, and it's it's really interesting how you and I have some similarities um, mm-hmm. dealing with uh, medical issues and everything. And I remember spending months, months in a hospital, too, and just learning uh, independence again and going from being this independent kid to now having having family members take care of me and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not being able to do the things that I used to do, but, but then learning how to live with uh, my challenge that I was dealing with to, to have this independence. So I, I definitely, definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Cause that's, you know, that's, that's definitely, it's definitely real talk. And when you, when you look at how all the experience that you've uh, been through, how that has shaped uh, your writing, uh, your singing, and just you being a musician as well, what category would you put uh, your your genre of music in what would you say your music is? <laughs> this is a tough question for me. Um, I have been trying to figure this out for a really long time. I I tried, you know, the I guess traditional gospel music, but I know that my sound isn't traditional gospel. Um, and then some people put me in CCM. <clears throat> excuse me, and. I know that it's not always that. So I'm going to say I'm just inspirational. <laughs> We're just going to, my goal is to inspire you through music. Um, I love that. And <laughs> it, it may fall wherever it falls, but that is my goal. You know, that is my goal. I love that because there there's things in your music that definitely, definitely inspire us in the words and everything. Kind of reminds me of the late, great uh, Wayman Tisdale. I remember in uh, one of his albums, was it In the Zone or Hang Time? One of those albums. And he had some inspirational tracks on there. And I was like, you know, it, it just it just lifted you up and made you think. And, and I'm glad you said it because I was going to say, hey, I think you, I think your genre is inspirational. But you, you, <laughs> see, see, that's what I'm talking yes. about right there. That's what I'm talking about. And, 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 and it truly is. And. And, and I know you, the events of what happened to uh, George Floyd really, really touched you. And yeah, what, what made you want to sing uh, about that experience? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't want to get on social media and just begin to rant. Um, I feel like emotions were extremely high, um, as they should should have been and should still be. Um, it's very unfortunate what happened to him. Um, but it was one of those moments where I had to write it out. So I told everyone in my house to just get out the room. <laughs> I was so angry and sad and probably every emotion you could probably feel at that time um, with seeing that. And the only way I could get it out was through song. Um, and again, that song, um, Savior People, was just it was inspiration of hope that it's not going to be like this forever and i know that many people are tired of saying that and tired of singing that but i really do believe that it will not be that way forever and that was the only way that i could could get it out at the time um i had no idea that so many other people would be able to relate to it in that way but um hopefully 
glad that some didn't go off on rants like I wanted to do on social media, um, you know, because you can't take that back. So you have to find something that that is responsible um, in what you say and what you do and how you respond because it's, it's documented forever. And I think that as people, we need to remember that as well. Um, but you still need to get it out. Um, emotions are not meant to just stay in. You will implode if you do that. So you have to find a way to get it out. And we have seen many times well-known entertainers lose their jobs, running their mouth on social media. Yes. <laughs> and then, yes. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. You know, thing, things are definitely going to get better. You know, that's, you know, that, that's what's promised to us. And that, and that, and, and that's the good thing about it to know that even though we're, you know, we're living in some very, very, very challenging times, you know, and, you know, I grew up in the, in the nineties and eighties. And, and I, I thought, you know, with gang violence and everything and, and the drug um, boom was, was, was difficult times. I had no idea what to expect many years later. No. Like, like we live no. it now, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it, it, it definitely tests our, our resolve and it really tests our faith, but faith is something that could definitely and will definitely, definitely get us through. It, make, it definitely makes things happen. And um, you talked about your father uh, being uh, a musical influence on you. Who else was an influence on you? Um, I love jazz. So I would say Ella. Um, she has had the most beautiful voice of all time in that genre to me. Um, that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. Um, as far as gospel music, um, I grew up kind of listening to all types of gospel. I grew up listening to quartet music. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you're familiar. There was a gentleman by the name of Slim and the Supreme Angels. Um, he lived in North Carolina. He actually lived like right down the street from me and my family and where he was really good friends of the family. He, I, I watched him and how he carried himself. And it was so inspiring that I had no idea that this man was going across the world singing to you know, audiences of thousands of people. I had no clue whatsoever. Um, but I would say that his conviction inspired me. Um, I love classical music, which just, it calms me. So it's, and also tells a story that I can relate to. Um, I just love music. So <laughs> it's really hard to kind of put it down to one person. Um, if I would say anyone that's close closest in my age, it will probably probably be Jonathan McReynolds. Wow. Um, I love his storytelling through his songs and um, the rawness and the conviction. And I think that is helping a lot of um, young adults as well as old. It, it's, it, he produces great music. I, I love it. And can you tell I like classical music too? See, see the, the name? <laughs> Hence, uh, Amadeus, you tell. Um, I love classical music too. So, um, but yes. <laughs> but you know, you um, you brought up something about Ella Fitzgerald. I remember uh, bumping through YouTube like I do, and I saw it was um, Ella was doing a studio session with a bunch of bunch of wonderful musicians, and she did um, it, it don't mean a thing if they got that swing, and she went through like almost all the genres of music. And I was like, she did some country. She said the soul trade. And it was like, if you haven't seen that, Valisa, 
Definitely. Wow. I'll send that link to you. But that, to me, okay, that just really showed Ella's just her. She's like the master Yoda, you know, of mm-hmm. of singing and and performing. She she <laughs> she to me to me she was she was the greatest in my eye because she was she was just fantastic and uh just a beautiful beautiful person as well too, and um. Before I let you go, Valisa, because I'm enjoying our conversation, but I, but I, I know, <laughs> I know, we all both got things to do today. Yes. What, 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 are, what are your future projects um, that you're working on that you want to share with us? Yeah. So um, in early spring, um, I'm going to release another single. We're actually working on completing my first album, um, so that's going to come shortly after. But I'm releasing. Um, a single titled uh, Strange Land. Um, so that's going to be pretty interesting. It's a lot different from a lot of the things that I've done over the years. So for those that have been following me, it's going to probably be complete culture shock to them. <laughs> but um, that's happening, I want to say early March. Um, and then that full album will be coming shortly after that. And hopefully when this pandemic calms down more, maybe I'll start touring a little bit. Um, that is our hope. So those are some of the things that I have coming up. Awesome. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. And that's why the spotlight is on you, my dear, because you, <laughs> you're really doing some amazing things. We want to make sure that we are, you know, keeping, keeping track of everything that you're doing. How can ones find out more information about you? Um, you can visit my website at HeyVelisa.com. I'm, I will talk to you. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, I love talking to people. So, Hence the name, Hey Valisa. Just think of me as your your friend next door. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And I would be just doing a disservice if I didn't try to start a drama talking to you. Now, now you live. How far do you live from Tobacco Road? Tobacco Road. Yeah, that's where all the basketball. You know, Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina State. Yeah. So I am. <laughs> Probably about forty minutes okay. away from all the action. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, my ne- <laughs> you know, my next question. This was your favorite North Carolina uh, college basketball team. Yeah, that would be Carolina. Wow, the Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Tar Heels. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, in California, we have we have good barbecue places in California, and a friend of mine who grew up in North Carolina. He turned me on to something I've never had before. And that was a mustard slaw. So when you have a pulled pork sandwich, do you put the mustard slaw on your sandwich too? <laughs> yes, that's definitely a North Carolina thing. <laughs> All right, I was just checking because I, I thought I thought he was just jiving me when he when he said that. But but it was pretty good. I've, I've had it before out here in California, and it, it was really good. So um, North Carolina. Good barbecue out there too. Well, Valisa, yes. great catching up with you. Please um, continue to do great things. You're an amazing person. I'm glad we had an opportunity okay. to to share your story with others out there because you're you're really an amazing person. Keep up, keep that good work, and keep that beautiful smile. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Boy, I enjoyed my chat with Valisa. Very talented person, and that that radiant smile that can light up a room and that that is awesome and, and just her background of of music and and very 
a very talented person. You know, we wish her the best and and we hope that we were able to showcase her talents so that you can find out more about her, draw you to her sites and everything to support her. She's a really, really cool, awesome person. All right. So it's time for me to go, but I really appreciate chatting with you and being with you on this edition of the Entertainment Zone. You know, every time I say that, I think I'm going to mess up and talk about my other show, The Tech Zone. Oh, shameless plug. I also do a tech show called The Tech Zone here on ABC News Radio, KBT, AM and FM. That channel is also on uh, Roku and Fire TV and streaming on all all audio platforms as well. Make sure you check that out too. But until next time, take care, folks. And remember, I love you all to life and be good to yourself. Be good to others. Take care. Stay well. Ain't your average entertainment show. More than entertainment than what's on the screen. Connecting dots on what you see. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Spring is the perfect time to refresh your space, and Haverty's wide selection and endless custom options make it easy. And right now, everything's on sale, so you won't just save on one thing, you'll save on everything. So go ahead and make your office space work harder, your guest room more inviting, and your living room more livable. With thousands of fabric and leather options to choose from, you get furniture just the way you want it. So whatever room you're looking to refresh, right now, you can get it for less at Haverty's, because everything's on sale. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Because you are now tuned in to the hottest new show on radio. This is The Lunch Squad, broadcasting live every Friday from 1130 to 1230. Worldwide on 1kcradio.org and 100.1 FM in Kansas City. The Lunch Squad will be featuring in-studio guests, including local artists and businesses, covering the latest in news and trends on social media, home purchases, technology, health, and more. Now, let's get you into the show. Here are your hosts, Loray and Lou. Let go. Yo, what's good? You back on the Lunch Squad on 100.1 FM, 1kcradio.org, and the brand new One Kansas City Radio app. You know, the Lunch Squad is brought to you by Dynasty Apparel. What up, Jesse? Shouts out. For sure. Make sure you check them out for all the latest, hottest gear. They got some new shirts dropping. I saw them post some the other day. So, Jesse, you know to hit your boys up with some new merch. Um, yo, um, I'm Lorraine Stewart, father realtor, entrepreneur, a.k.a. the pizza realtor, a.k.a. the voice, a.k.a. the wine realtor, sitting here with pretty boy Lou. Lou, what's good? Shouts out. You know who it is. It's the Bay King in the building. We appreciate y'all tuning in every Friday. You know what time it is. It's the lunch squad on your lunch time. Let's go. For sure, for sure, for sure. So it's just us two today. But as you guys know, I keep saying we got a mean roster of guests we've had. So make sure you check out all of our past shows. Just search the lunch squad on whatever your chosen platform is for whatever pod, wherever you listen to your podcast at. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, all, all the places. Search the <laughs> lunch squad for real. Everywhere. We search, all the places. There's nowhere you can't find us. Search the lunch squad. And then on social media. 
media, make sure you follow us at Lunch Squad KC. So on social media, we're at Lunch Squad KC. On our podcast, it's the Lunch Squad. And then uh, social media, we're everywhere. You know, Facebook, Instagram, all, all the hot spots. That's where we at. Shout out, shout out to everybody that, that does and did and do download the app. Shouts out. Appreciate yeah, that. If you do all three of those, yeah, shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that does, dids, and do's. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate everybody. All the support, man. Um, you know, we got uh, consistent listeners. You know, Gina, uh, past guest, you know, she uh, she checks us out every single Most week. So everybody checks out every week. Even people I run into, uh, my cousin Toya, I ran into her and she said, uh, you know, she listens to the show and everything like that. So every, everybody, all, all the supporters, you know, we really appreciate you guys for Talk- us. Talk that, talk that ish. You know, tell them about how global we are. Yeah, we global. Hey, uh, Sunny, Sunny, shout out, Sunny, Sunny watches and listens every single week and participate every single week. So shout out to Sunny. She was listening to us out of Mexico. Shout out. We were in Mexico, Guadalajara. <laughs> well, I don't know where she was at, but she was definitely in Mexico. <laughs> I, just wanted to say that. I just wanted to roll my tongue. That's it. That's all. I just want to roll my tongue. No, nah, but uh, no. Shout out to uh, yeah, we're global. You can listen to us. Speaking of that. From the One Kansas City Radio app. I know I mentioned that earlier, but I'm going to keep beating that drum. I mean, it's the easiest place to listen to us at. You can download that from anywhere. Again, we're global. You can listen all over the world on the One Kansas City Radio app. So make sure you download the app. You can listen to us live, and you can check out all of our podcasts. So, you know, make sure you download that and cop that. Um, as you guys know, every single week what we do is we go over like our past weeks. We get into some quick updates, which is some, you know, tidbit things of what's going on in the world right now. Then we, of course we get into the random thoughts, which is where you, the listeners, the watchers, I'm pointing at you guys on the one Kansas City Radio uh Facebook page that's watching us live. Everybody, you can join in with us and share your thoughts, and we read them right here live on the air. And remember too, you can also email us throughout the week. LunchquadKC at gmail.com. And uh, share, get your thoughts read on the air. So make sure you engage with us on there. After that, we get into tips of the industry. Me doing real estate. I share real estate tips. Lou being an expert in branding and marketing. He shares those tips. And then we get into hot topics. So what you got going on this week, bro? How your week been? Man, it's been hectic. Uh, like, I think a couple weeks ago, I kind of alluded to just uh, things falling in place. Yep. Dominoes falling the way they should. Yeah, I'm throwing, I'm Trump tight on the spades. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So basically, what I'm saying, a lot of the hard work that uh, I really um, focus on through the, our, our rough time uh, through the pandemic, yep. a lot of that's starting to uh, pay off and, and it's starting to um, come into fruition. Yeah, what, what's up with that? Uh, well, I saw see, you post see, that. Here nah, you go. I'm I'm throwing this oop, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm throwing this oop. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk more about it uh, later on the show, but I do okay. appreciate you. No, you good. I appreciate you asking. Uh, and I end up uh, getting one of my uh, dream jobs, so, you know, uh, that's that added to my plate on top of, you know, being a uh, small business owner on top of uh, going back into the corporate America. Well, I wouldn't say corporate America, but just going back into the job force. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for the, for the, the mention there. Um, but yeah. I'm definitely going to allude more to that on tips of the industry. Yeah, you so. got a lot of love off that post too. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody that does support and and you know, um, you know, kind of gets me through those tough times. And I really appreciate everybody that that reached out for that. So shouts out, squad. For sure. Yeah. How about you? You know, well, I'm gonna throw the lot. Well, how about well, you? Oh, I mean, you know me. I'm, just, I'm just staying busy. <laughs> I saw you and Reem doing big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Reem linking up uh, at the end of this month to get a, a little wine tasting together. So me and him partner up. Uh, he joined my team, my wine team. So we were doing something at the end of this month to kind of help grow that and, and get that going and brainstorming and so forth and so on. So definitely excited about that. Partnering with that guy. 
Um, he's got a lot going on. You know, he's a he's a serial entrepreneur such as myself. So it's just you know, it's just amazing when you can get two minds together. That's of you know, I mean, that thinks like that and. You know, just always talking about growth and, and growing and, you know, how can we help each other grow and Facts. iron, iron sharpers iron, you know what Facts. I'm saying? So, and it's, yeah. it's good to see two brothers doing positive things. Sure. So, shouts out to both of y'all. Sure. Sure. Appreciate uh, it. I also want to give a shout out to uh, our owner, Gennard. Apparently, he just got out of the hospital. So, you know, what's going on? Let us know. Shouts out to you as well. You know, you're part of the squad. Yeah, for sure. Hey, man. Hey, chime in, bro. Man, chime for in. real. Let, let us know. What's up, man? Nah, for real. No, nah, shout out to he's the president of One Kansas City Radio. So shout out to him. Without him, we wouldn't be here. So definitely shout out to him. Hope he gets well soon. Um, and then also, yeah, you know my real estate stuff going on, man. I, I, you know, I was dealing with this this thing with my eye this past week, which is real weird. What's your what? My eyelid. Oh, okay. My left eyelid was real red and swollen. I, I think it was just like a clogged pore. I think they call it like a cyst or something like mm-hmm. that. So. Just dealing with that. That was. How'd that you was get real, that? I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. It happened to me like ten years ago. Um, but yeah, so I was just putting like this warm, you know, they call it a compress, like a warm rag. You know, what I mean, I was putting that on there and cleaning it with baby shampoo, so forth, so on, and baby so shampoo. Yeah, you use baby shampoo because <laughs> what? it doesn't. What does it burn your eyes? Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why ah. you use baby shampoo. Yeah, there you go, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway. So that was that, yeah. So it was a challenging time this week because that was obviously rather annoying, but I got through it just like I always do. And I had um, so uh, getting to uh, what happened this past week. I had um, a couple meetings with my new um, my new team. Shouts out to Unity, um, and one of my uh, coworkers basically was talking about how she was selling her home, and like they were telling her to like. Be prepared to get ready to get out of her home because it's probably going to be gone in ninety days. Shorter than that. I'm just saying, like they were just—that yeah. was what she said that the realtor told her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just—I just—I'm reason I'm bringing it up because it just got me thinking about how how you've been talking about the market every yeah. single week and yep. and everything like that. And so uh, I'm excited to see what you have to say this week about tips of the industry. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be about selling your home, but it's it's going to be somewhere in that realm, though. But yeah, speaking of that, man, uh, somebody actually listen. Not when we leave here, I got a listening appointment. Somebody that's ready to sell their home. So somebody is finally listening. I'm trying to tell people. You could put money in your pockets, and somebody's actually listening. So I'm, I'm excited about that person for the money that they about to stuff in their pockets. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, let's get into these quick updates. Let me get this music going. Let me get this pulled and up. And we, uh, <laughs> well, the music, music's rolling. <laughs> so- All right, so these are your quick updates with the Lord Squad. Basically, just wrap it up with uh, it's been going on since the last time that you have been here with the squad. So let's start off. President Biden. President Joe Biden just passed a very controversial stimulus relief package uh, on Thursday, March 11th, for $1.9 trillion. Um, the IRS states that checks, you can see checks go out as early as this week. Um, people are expecting about $1,400. They're saying, they're saying no, it's, most. It's per person, right? I think per person. However, they're saying that a couple of things. There's kind of some stipulations here. Um, it's not every American will get it, so obviously there's going to be some discrepancies there, right? Right. Um, and also, um, it's going to be income limit too, right? It's going to be income limit. Yeah. Yep. So, um, the bill is known as the American Rescue Act. is the biggest stimulus in American history. Uh, some of those highlights in the in the bill uh, it extends unemployment for people who are still out of work. Sets aside new federal money to help open schools back up, and it changes the tax code to help families. Basically, I'm assuming that you're going to have to pay less taxes where you can start keeping some more of that money. So, thoughts? Well, a lot of people have been waiting on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of people still hurting from mm-hmm. the pandemic, as we Facts. all know, right? A lot of people lost lives. A lot of people are going through some things. Thoughts so and prayers. I think it's definitely yeah, and I I think it's definitely cool that you know somebody's doing something about it. You know, uh, last administration did something, and you know what I mean. I, I this administration is doing something about it, and I yeah, I think it's cool. People need that money. That fourteen hundred. It's going to help a lot of people if if they do it right, if if they use it right, you know what I mean. But it, it's definitely going to help a lot of people, and I I think it's cool. What I didn't like about one of the and I I don't I still don't know the ins and outs of this one completely. Right. What I didn't like about one of the the other stimulus was that the bulk of that money that the government set exactly. aside went to big businesses. Big businesses. Right. That's what I did not like about it. Right. 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 You know what I mean? I mean I'm all for small businesses getting mm-hmm. it for sure. They need it. Yeah. But the big businesses, yeah, I wasn't feeling that. Um. Yeah. I, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, I totally agree. Uh, question to you. Uh, and I understand that you don't want to rely on the government just to give you money. But right. Right. What is fourteen hundred dollars really going to do? I, I I understand it can get you groceries. We, we yeah. let's let's just be the obvious. So groceries and then. So let's say somebody that lost their job. Mm-hmm. And their rent is eight hundred bucks a month. Uh, right. There's two months right there, r- roughly. Okay. Two, two months of that rent that they that they got covered again. That's and that's why I said mm-hmm. earlier. Remember one one thing I said is if they use it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you said, if somebody is disciplined and they use it right, it, it can do a lot. It can yeah. help them keep the place they're living in. You mm-hmm. know, it can help them pay make their car payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on who who is going to. So like you said, it you know it, it's going to help stimulate. The right people Exactly Other people are always Going to abuse it Exactly You know what I mean there, I mean there's people That created You know False businesses To get some of the, mm-hmm. Some of that Small business loan Grant right mm-hmm. So I mean People are always Going to abuse the system So But there are people That really 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 need it And I, I think it's Going to help them Do a lot 1400 is a lot For, for most people 1400 is a lot I agree And it's that income limit Right So the people that fall Under that income limit is It's gonna do a lot for them They were saying it, It'll do a lot for me I <laughs> <laughs> They were saying anywhere from uh, I think like, the cap is either 60 No not 60 75,000 So if you make so, 75 yeah. or less yeah. So I guess what I'm just trying to say Not to and not to sound greedy Or, or uh, ungrateful um, I would like to see it where We have a system That's that that is able to do more with what they, we are given. I guess what I'm saying. So right. instead of like 1,400, maybe like 2,400, and then have a way to help people build on that 2,400 that was given. Instead of how do you do that? Uh, that's what I'm saying. In a perfect world, that's what I, I would like to see. Right? Because like you said, two months. Yeah, two months is two months, but you know that's only 60 days. What you gonna do after 60 days? You gonna you gotta go. You know, get well, some I mean, type you, of like else, you know? said. You can't, you can't keep giving people money. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I, I said, you're enabling them. Then they will never go to work or they'll never do anything. It's kind of like remember, like the uh, the whole unemployment thing last summer, right? Sure. People were talking about that. Uh-huh. People, uh, some people had issues with that because they was like, you're enabling people to not. Why would people want to go back to work when they're making? Some people made more exactly. unemployment than they did when exactly. they were working. Exactly. So, so that's my point. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, I guess, is that there are holes in the system, and what happened with this past. Uh, um, crisis that we had it, it really showed You know How our system Is not as stable As we thought it was Right So that's what I'm saying Alright cool uh, Next On the next topic uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Have you heard about them Yep uh, They are having a riff Amongst the royal family Accusing them To be racist uh, Meghan Markle went. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Went on Oprah And I quote uh, One of the things That they talked about Meghan says People were talking about How dark her son was And would be and she is way light, way lighter than her son and most of us. The Jamaican broadcaster Dion Jackson Miller tweeted 
basically what's going on is that you know since megan has been in the royal family she's been getting harassed since day one For sure. whether it be through just people everyday people that are that live there uh but mainly through the press yeah. um i don't know if you guys have ever had the chance to kind of just briefly read about you know how she's depicted out there uh through the royal family right um and now what what's i guess the big thing now is is that the royal family kind of has this did this, you see the dude that stormed off the set I did not. You didn't see that? Uh-uh. The news dude? I can't think of his name right now. Some, I was talking about it, about it with somebody else the other day. But, yeah, it's a news dude um, in, in London um, who stormed off the set because they were calling him out because he was criticizing her a lot. And so I, I can't remember what the other one of his uh, co-hosts was on there kind of like calling him out like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Why you, you act like you don't like her? Why? And they mm-hmm. apparently that, that that one that stormed off has some issue with her in the past. Of course they all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had some issue with her in the past. So he was just owner, 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 and dude was like, and he just ended up walking off the set. You know what I'm saying? Because dude was calling him out. Man, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm surprised you ain't seen that. But yeah, yeah, check that out. Yeah, uh, even uh, his brother Prince William, he had to come back and basically kind of defend the royal family by saying that they are not a racist family. It's really bad on their brand. Yeah. Um, and it, and they said that you know. Do you believe a lot of her accusations? Of course. I do too. Of course. I do too. Well, first of all, the accusations from the media is already out there, right? Right. That's already proven all just archived. Um, but, yeah, they there's a thing about their royal bloodhood and their lineage, and so, therefore, I think that, yeah, they're going to have a problem with that. Here's another uh, dynamic of this story as well, is they were saying, why is she getting harassed, you know, just by, you know, trying to be a part of the family when they haven't said anything about Prince... Not Charles, but the one that was uh, in the Jeffrey uh, Epstein case, that uh, right. him, I can't think of his name, so please yeah. forgive me. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they, she, she basically said that she felt that's ironic that, you know, one person is accused of uh, a very heinous crime. However, she's just trying to live her life and be happy and be in love. Right. So yeah, sure. very dynamic story. Uh, we're going to stay tuned and see what that, what that ends up being. Um, definitely shouts out to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I've always liked Prince Harry, by the way. He's yeah. always been a G to me. Me too. So, shouts out. Uh, but that's all we have for quick updates this week with the Lunch Squad. Yeah. All right. So, stay tuned. As you guys know, we're going to go to a break real quick, and then we're going to get into these random thoughts on the next segment. So, make sure you tune in for that. Tune into the live so you can engage with us, and we can read Let's your answers go. on the air for sure. All right. You listen to the Lunch Squad on 100.1 FM, 1KCRadio.org, and the brand new one, Kansas City Radio app. Squad. Kansas City Radio, bringing together local voices and celebrating diverse musical culture. That feeling like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. This is Daniel Silva, President and CEO of KCK Chamber, and you're listening to 1KC Radio 100.1 FM.
is bread. Everybody got choices. This is a choosing I'm all in their head. Everybody got choices. Keep it one thou out of life that I chose. Everybody got choices. These niggas be hating, I already know, but I never go broke. No, no, no. I'm stay getting money. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't gotta sell my soul. got choices man <laughs> i still go hard still go hard but yeah you guys know what time it is right now it's random thoughts hold on i gotta get this this facebook live cracking hold on one second and to all the listeners make sure you guys check us out on the one can city radio facebook page as well because we go live on there and putting everybody on the facebook live right there and then i got my facebook live cracking right now what's up everybody you know what it is it's random thoughts Live on the Lunch Squad on 100.1 FM, 1kcradio.org, and a brand new 1 Kansas City Radio app. So thank you for tuning in with us. As you guys know, Random Thoughts is a segment we do every single week. It's literally just that, right? Random Thoughts. That, so don't judge us. They're completely random. 
But we like to have fun with them. You know what I mean? And you guys get to engage as well. So, again, remember, make sure you email us your thoughts throughout the week. LunchSquadKC at gmail.com. And then share them right here on the lives. Um, also, I cannot keep going without bringing up the sponsor for this segment. So the sponsor for Random Thoughts is Busy Bees Janitorial Services. So they specialize in industrial, commercial, and residential janitorial services. So make sure you hit them up at B-U-S-Y-B-E-E-Z-J-S.com. Get your stuff yeah, clean. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's get off with these first. Oh, oh, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm tripping. I did not get this music cracking. You know I can't go without my music. Come on now. Speaking of, while that's coming up, do you see they're trying to cancel uh, Pepe Le Pew? Oh, yeah. And Speedy Gonzalez. Oh yeah, well Speedy ain't came up yet. I, I, saw, I saw they made a meme about it. Yeah, but. he's on. He's next. Go on, go on, give it up, Speedy, because you next. Now, it, so I saw a meme where it's some Mexicans said they ain't complaining about Speedy or something like that. I don't know. I can't say the exact words because we live on air. And I gotta keep it clean. But how, did you see that meme? Which one? The one about speech. No, they was like, no. we ain't complaining about speech. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. They said they ain't no. Okay. I can't say <laughs> Anyway. Yo. All right. So, first thought. Yeah. That is. That cancel culture is strong right now. Man. All right. So, first thought is. This is. Uh, this is just on my mind. I got to share this. I'm, I'm going to try not to take up too much time with this. I'm trying. I'm trying not to. But. Um, something you alluded to earlier. And I thought about you actually when I was doing this as well. But. Being an entrepreneur. Right. It is one of it's, it's it's super difficult, right? I think about this iceberg. I saw this meme with this iceberg recently. Uh, if you know anything about obviously the iceberg, right? You, you know they talk about the tip of the iceberg, which oh, only a small lettuce. percentage, huh? I thought you were talking about lettuce. Uh, no, okay. not iceberg lettuce. No. Are you hungry though? Nah, I just we oh, said okay. iceberg. That's what came to my mind. <laughs> All right, so uh, you you know an iceberg, right? The right. actual physical iceberg, right? The bottom of the iceberg. The the huge the biggest proportion of the iceberg is beneath the surface, right? Beneath the water surface. You don't see that, right? So being an entrepreneur, I mean, people see the successes. Like with me doing real estate, people see me selling houses. Mm-hmm. People see me, you know, handing people's keys, so forth and so mm-hmm. on. They don't see the 80% of the other stuff I exactly. do on a regular basis, right? Exactly. And you being an entrepreneur, so forth and so on. So my point in saying all that is I had to, years ago, I had to get my mind right, right? And part of that, to get my mind right, to be able to do what I'm doing is I had to start coming from gratefulness, right? So... Um, I, I just want to shout out real quick A uh, huge shout out to my moms I know she's listening right now But my moms is such a huge supporter in my life And she helps me out tremendously with my daughter And she allows me to go out and do what I need to do So huge shout out to my moms My sisters uh, Sister Lauren uh, Laura Chantel Toya all my sisters have all helped me out. They support me in everything I do. If I start selling lemonade, they'll buy some glasses of lemonade. Like whatever I touch, they they support me and allow me to go out and do what I need to do. So uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but come from a place of gratefulness. And I actually shared that with um, that guy a couple of weeks ago. You know, I, I shared a story about that guy that that was homeless a few years ago and ended up you know buying a home. And that I was able to pour into him. And that's one of the things I told him because of my experiences. I was able to pour into him, and he actually ended up being, you know, buying a home. And so, and I stopped and visited him the other day. So, uh, just come from gratefulness, you know what I mean? Um, it, you know, life is all about the, the lens you look through, you know what I mean? So that was just on my heart. I just wanted to share that. Uh, again, this is random thoughts, and that's just a thought I've been having lately. I just woke up just constantly grateful for everything, especially my daughter, first and foremost. Um, so, come from gratefulness, whatever you do, whatever you choose to do. All right. Second thing is. I wanted to ask this. So, as you know, a lot of uh, mass mandates are either about to be lifted or, you know, here in the, in the near future, mm-hmm. mass mandates are going to be lifted because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people obviously are getting vaccinated. And so things are starting to loosen up. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, and everybody watching, I see Cherie watching as well. 
Everybody watching, if tomorrow, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, if tomorrow they lifted a mask mandate, would you continue to wear a mask or would you stop wearing a mask? What's you your- know the kids saying no. All right, yeah, all right. I forgot how you felt about that. You know, I'm saying no. But it's so funny that you said that because I was scrolling through my timeline and I saw this post and I thought that really made sense. So I wanted to say this out. So it basically says if you don't like mask mandates coming to an end, then keep your mask on. If you don't like schools opening back up, then keep, keep, then homeschool your kids. If you don't like restaurants opening 100% capacity, then eat at home. You do not, you do you and I'll do me. That's how it works in America. I thought that. Speaks highly, highly, highly of who we should be and who we are as Americans. So that's that's just me. Like, if you decide to wear a mask, I ain't hating on you. Do you? Like, that's what you think that you should do for yourself and your family. Do that. Same thing with the vaccination. Same thing. I'm about to say same thing. But respect respect the opinions, right? Right. Yeah. Right, so right, right. you know, so what I'm you, saying so no. you would stop. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, need that, I need that fresh air, B. Yeah. God giving. You know what? There's a part of me that that I mean, I, obviously. There's so many times I walk up to a store and forget my mask and have to go wipe the store, right? <laughs> Which I hate. Actually, it's so irritating. So there's obviously there's a part of me that wants to be able to keep walking around without the mask. But I don't know, man. I still might rock it. Even if they, they lifted a mask mandate. Just, I mean, I don't know. The virus is still out there. You know what I mean? The virus is still out there. And it's just a peace of mind thing, right? Whether people believe whether the masks are, are effective or not. It's just a peace of mind thing. Uh, it's still some, <laughs> it's still some nasty people out there, right? Even outside of the virus, mm-hmm. like we were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. you should wash your hands when you go to the restroom, just off tops, right? Off GP. But even during this pandemic and stuff, when it's a, a concerted effort to do that, people still aren't doing that. It. So it's, it's just still nasty people out here, mm-hmm. right? So I think I would still rock it, even if it when it's no no longer mandated. Um, other thing is, of course, obviously these are completely random. Have you? We were talking about memes earlier, um, <laughs> but have you seen? Have you watched Wandavision? Yeah. Okay. You watched watch, not not the last not yeah, the last one. Okay. Okay. But have you seen the Vision memes? No, I haven't. You haven't seen what they call him Vashon? <laughs> you ain't seen that? Ah, <laughs> oh, bro. Okay. Well, then they why would they why they call him Vashon? Well, they got that one scene. I think it's episode eight. That one scene where he walked into the where they were at the. Um, they were at the Avengers compound mm-hmm. And he walked in there To talk to Wanda Remember she was sitting on the bed Yeah yeah And um Agatha was taking her through her, her Oh memories. right 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 Yeah right. well the way he walked in Somebody captured like a scene oh, Of him walking stop in stop it Yeah <laughs> Bro you gotta see the memes though You gotta see the memes I'm gonna bro. look it up I'm gonna God, look it You up. have got to see the memes They are hilarious But they call him Basically they make him A black version They call him Vashon <laughs> It's hilarious it is hilarious, bro. All right. Uh, other thing is, are you a procrastinator? Most definitely. Yes. Do you feel like I am too, to an extent, mm-hmm. to an extent, do you feel that you are more productive? Like when you're under the gun, you got a deadline and you're right up against the deadline. Or do you feel like you're more productive if you plan ahead early? Um, I think I'm more productive with my feet on the fire. Like you said, my back against the wall. However, the reality is I would be better off planning. Planning for success So that's a goal of mine it's, And here's the thing Great minds are procrastinators you, There's a lot of people That we, you can check off the list um, That were procrastinators However um, They had some type of organization Or standard operating Procedure To help them be more successful Because you The, the, the bigger you get The more money you make You gotta have a way To be more organized but, so. so do you think to, to your point Do you think it's because That pressure of being Up against the deadline You think people are just More efficient Yes And I'll tell you why Because one of the things That I struggle with Is just And in everything else in life I, I can make a decision like that But whenever I do work 
because you want to impress people so much like you overthink and i think that kind of drowns into my procrastination like it, it pushes things further out because i have to have a creative process that should take no longer than three days but that ends up being like a week or two right and then uh when it's time to go it's time to go so you're, you're not you're not really thinking about those decisions anymore you know that it just needs to get done right yeah. right right yeah all right so another what about you uh yeah yeah I, I think I, I perform better up against the gun like I said up against the deadline but I I have been trying to as hey having a business mm-hmm. you got so much going on mm-hmm. I, I've definitely been working on my time management and actually preparing better and starting things out what would you give yourself huh what would you give yourself what would I give myself what grade would you give yourself. Uh, it's growing. Well, I ain't say that. It's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It used to be an F. I think I'm, at, I think I'm at a C plus now. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I pass. My... I pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. I pass. I pass. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna give myself a D. Okay. I'm gonna so, give myself a D. Uh, yeah. Do you think you're working on it, or just... yeah, it's definitely a goal of mine. So when I when I try to have daily goals or just monthly goals, it's one of one of my goals that's consistently on my list. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I ate some I ate some Chinese recently, and so I just wanted, and they gave me some chopsticks, which I've never used. Can't eat with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you are the epitome of a black male, bro. man. Bro, I can't, bro. I can't do it. Can you eat with chopsticks? Yes. You can. And I got nerve damage in my hand. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm lost. Them joints go right in trash. Right. In have trash. you? Uh, just well, no, my, my daughter plays with them. That's it. Do you? Um, have you ever seen Dion Cole's Netflix special? I have not. No. Oh, you need to check that out. Check it out. Talk about chopsticks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what about Chinese food? Like. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay. I had one more, but we, we ain't got time for that. And then another one we, we gonna talk about later. Right. So basically, just the hint. Uh, for you guys Make sure you tune in Tune in later Because we're going to talk about The coming to America That was one of my thoughts But we're going to save that For our hot topics Alright so that's all we got this week Thank you for tuning in this week As you always know Make sure you email your thoughts to us Throughout the week LunchSquadKC at gmail.com Everybody on the Facebook Live Make sure you tune in To the rest of the show Because I'm about to cut this off Tune in to the rest of the show On the 1KC Radio app 100.1 FM Or 1KCRadio.org Backslash listen Let's we'll see go. you guys later Peace Squad It's time to do something big. Time to join Big Brothers Big Sisters as they clear the way for littles like never before. Time to help the 491 littles in Kansas City who are still waiting for a big to call their own. It's time and we need your help. We need more people to join us. People like you. Passionate people. People who see the best in others. People who believe in the littles potential to be truly great. All it takes is someone who will stand with their little as a friend and an ally. Someone who will help clear the path to their biggest possible future. Visit BBBSKC.org for more information today. You're listening to KONNLP, Kansas City, 100.1 FM. Welcome back to all you brave souls, taking the time to venture in into the blend, and we live from the Kansas City Museum, you know the deal. And And it's time to get ourselves underway, you ready to enjoy this beautiful and lovely day, the beat connoisseur Doja taking over. 
your airway. Hey, hey, hey. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? You and your Tim's invited. So gonna get to clapping. Go pop a phone, pad, pop, pop a phone. Turn around and drop it for a plan. Drop it for me. I went to beach house in Miami. Wake up with no jammies. Lobster tail for dinner. Julio served that scampi. You got it if you want it. Got it if you want it. Said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it now. Jump in the Cadillac. Girl, let's put some miles on it. Anything you want. Just to put a smile on it. You deserve it, baby. You deserve it all. types of uh small businesses are being supported really really still take the time i mean you're in a digital age where you can start curating what you want people to see as your online resume the days of the paper is gone we know that the days of going online and filling out applications they're still here however by me you know just doing this with you ray right that was one of the first things my employer went and looked at and they were very impressed of what we do here right so i just want to uh 
you know, give words of encouragement to keep pushing forward. But also, like I said, take this time out because things are still slow to really, really uh, invest, whether that be research things on YouTube, whether it's research it online, go find a mentor, go find some classes, whatever that may be reinvest in yourself because it's going to pay off yeah, so yeah for sure for sure and uh i want to read it right I, I think we had some audio issues earlier but yeah we're doing tips of the industry right now where lewis sharing his his branding and marketing expertise and then of course i'm about to get into real estate but to pick it back off of what you just said what i did during the pandemic when things were real slow was i still i still stayed active in the market right mm-hmm. so i couldn't physically go to homes and i couldn't physically show people and you know we had our restrictions and so forth and so on but you know i still stayed active you know i was i was checking home you know me being real estate i was viewing homes i was mm-hmm. looking at the market i was staying updated on what the trends were and so forth and so on i was in other virtual learning sessions with other realtors mm-hmm. and so forth and so on so like you said whatever your industry is whatever your profession is uh, just stay active in there stay you know active I mean? just stay can you active. can you speak to the importance of being Active but not active, and what I mean by that was, like you said, you couldn't go show people the homes, but you Physically. were doing, you were still being uh, in the in the customer's eye, yeah, so to speak, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I mean, we're at a day and age now to where we we can reach people. Um, like we never could before on demand history you know what I'm saying so yeah so you can still do stuff online you can still you know be active on social media so Mm -hmm. So even if you can't physically me and you we started doing we couldn't have studio and the guests so we started doing zoom exactly so we're gonna get back on by the way y'all yeah we're gonna get back on them for sure yeah so I mean but there's just I mean with, with, with zoom with the internet you know, you can still stay active. So even if you can't physically do what you need to do, then you, you can still stay active in, in a way. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it keeps you going. It keeps your momentum going. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it keeps your drive going. Um, yeah, and it keeps you just fresh, you know? What intrinsically, what what motivated you to do all that stuff during the pandemic? Like you like you said, that most people would be like, oh, I'm going to take a vacation. What, what, right. what made you have some type of motivation to start doing the research and start uh, doing the, the classes and things like that? Well, you know, the, I mean, it, it goes without saying. Anybody that knows a little bit about me knows that my motivation is my daughter, right? Right. So she, like, you, you have to be focused on something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... Being an example for my daughter, building a future for her is way bigger than me. Yeah. If it was just me, then yeah, I probably would have took a break. I probably would have took a vacation. But she, I love her so much to where she deserves my best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she deserves a, a good future and she deserves me to be on point. So with that being said, I, I, for her, I kept going. I kept staying active because I knew down the road it was going to pay off doing that. You can't take a break. In my line of work, in any line of work, especially when you're a business owner, you cannot take a break. Yep. Um, you got to keep going. You got to find a different way. You got to keep adapting, you know, and you got to keep growing and, and, and all that. You got to keep pushing yourself and you got to keep learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise, people, other people are going to pass you up. Facts. Like I said, like me and you had a conversation earlier. People will pass you up. There are options. Yep. I'm not the only realtor in Kansas City. And they're looking at you. Yeah, and they're and they <laughs> you know looking at you, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm not the only yeah. realtor in Kansas City, so I can't let my peers outwork me. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so yep. yeah, that was my motivation. Shouts out to Team Mel for doing the dad thing. Let's yeah. go. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. So, real quick to uh, to real estate. My So, I, I shared this in the past about if, if you're a buyer out there, which there's a ton of you out there. I've been, I've been saying that for a long time. There's a ton of buyers out there. Majority of buyers get a loan, a home loan, right, mm-hmm. to, to, to purchase a home. And you, you should always start there. If you're, if you're a buyer and you're looking to purchase a home, you should always start with how you're going to finance it. If you're going to finance it with a home loan, get with a mortgage lender and get pre-approved for the home so you can know how much home you can buy and you can know your parameters that you need to stay within. Another step of that, it also depends on who you get for the pre-approval. So what I mean by that is I was having this conversation with somebody recently. Sellers, 
um, and their listing agents, right? Uh, listing agents in particular. We, even though we have an influence on it, we can't help the sellers make a decision, but we do have an influence as far as past experiences with certain lenders, right? Mm -hmm. So there's literally deals when I'm representing a buyer and I went to them like, hey, they got a pre-approval from this particular lender. They're like, no, nah, I don't fool with that lender because of past experiences. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They've had bad deals with that past experience. So obviously, if you as a seller and as a seller's agent, you want to have, you know, you want to make sure that you can actually have a successful transaction that can actually close and that buyer can take possession. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you know, based off a of past experience, if we've had bad experiences with a certain party, mm -hmm. then yeah, we're not going to fool with them because our goal is to have a successful transaction. And so, my point in saying all that is, as a buyer, when you get pre-approved by a lender, it does matter who you get pre-approved by. So just make sure, like I said, first and foremost, you should get with a realtor. Uh, I think you have your best success getting with a realtor. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't pay a realtor's commission. I think I've said it in the past. The seller pays the realtor's commission. So I don't see why you would ever purchase a home without a realtor. But get a realtor. Get with a, a, a lender. And, and that lender does matter. So make sure you read the reviews on them. Get you know The lender usually has a reputation with or um, relationship mm -hmm. with a lot of lenders. So that's, they'll be able to guide you on that. But yeah, who you get a pre-approval from does matter. So just keep that in mind. That's what's up. Yep. So that's all we got for Dropping tips of the week. Dimes. For sure, for sure. That's all we got for tips of the week. We're gonna take another break and then we're gonna get into hot topics coming to America. Our reviews, man. I've seen reviews on both sides. I've seen good and I've seen bad, but we're gonna talk about it, share our thoughts on that. You listen to the Lunch Squad 100.1 FM, one KC Radio.org, and a brand new one KC Radio app. Squad. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, with the beat connoisseur. Really? Dojo. Stay tuned. One Kansas City Radio unites the multicultural voices in the Kansas City Urban Core through programming and community services that entertain, educate, inform, and inspire. Listen live at 100.1 FM and online at 1kcradio.org. If you're a community organization and have an event, service, or announcement that benefits our community, please contact us at 816-535-0152 or info at 1kcradio.org. We would love to help spread the word for the services that help our community. Woke up this morning, can't remember nothing to just flowing from London to nothing I remember. They calling me daddy, the mattress was covered in money. I went to sleep with my jewelry and chains on, had to wake up and recount the money. I got a she gon' kill for real. Talking about Clyde and Bunny. Good with the kid, copy, got you. Pull up with a stick, stop it, stop it. Rich, rich, silent. Oh, honey, fuck is riding, got it. I go to space with the stars. My smoker on my pilot. Saturn, Moon, Earth, and Mars. NASA take off with the rocket. Half a million on the necklace. Half. Younger we successful. Say she wanna feel special. What? Make her feel special. 
I count a hundred a better, one hundred. Back in two hundred a better, two hundred. I might go put all my chains on. I just might change up the weather. Change to pop a the weather. Drip. I met the bitch at Coachella. Coachella. If she new, tell her she probably do better. But can I get an E for effort? E. I pray to God to watch my sins. God, the phone against me, not a weapon. No weapon. Ask him where do I begin? Where? Devil trying to take my blessings. Blessings. They don't know the meaning of them. You don't really live this life. Nope. In the hood, she was twice. Said my in the hood, she precise. Real wise, we ain't taking no advice. Nah. I realize that these ain't right. All on. Don't even ask if they know what's the price. price. Ain't got a they already know it's Talk to God cause I've been baptized. baptized I got mob tied to the north side Now swimming with the sticks on the straight slime They gon' make the north side high crime But now hit a lit with these n***a dropping tins Hit a lit with these n***a dropping dimes None of friend, I'ma break her back in Thinking that the watch, I can't waste time Take, take, take off Woke up this morning, can't remember nothing Two just flowing from London Two the thing I remember, they calling me daddy The mattress was covered in money I went to sleep with my jewelry and chains on Had to wake up and recount the money Recounting I got a bitch, she gon' kill for real. Talking about Clyde and Bunny. Cool with the kid, cop it. Got to. Pull up with a stick, stop it. Stop it. Rich, rich, silent. Oh, honey, pockets riding. Got it. I go to space with the stars. Might smoke a bitch on my pilot. Saturn, moon, Earth, and Mars. NASA take off with the rocket. NASA. Yo, you back on the Lunch Squad on 100.1 FM, 1kcradio.org, and the brand new 1KC Radio app. We just got through dropping some gems in the tips of the industry, and now you know we're about to hop off into these hot topics. So I can't think of anything else So about other than this hot topic we're about to hop into. So, Lou, what you got? Well, hold on, hold on. You said earlier that you had a random thought about coming to America. So why don't no, that you- was my point. I couldn't think of anything else outside of that. Oh, that's that was my so point. You didn't like, have this, this is the oh. thing. This is well, I mean, so everybody knows that coming to America, the uh, is it even like what's the name? It's, it's, it's literally just coming to America, right? That was the number two. Okay, so ultimately, you know, there's mixed reviews that some people like it, some people don't. Right. Um, first, let's just give our personal um, insight. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Okay. I did. I did like it. I did like it. But let me let me say, why. well, do you love it? Cause no, liking no, it is okay, but but let me tell you why though. Okay. So here's here's the thing. Like as far as how I approached it, what I liked about this movie is it's not the movie itself, but what they did with it. What I mean by that is, you know, they they filmed it in Tyler Perry Studios, mm-hmm. right? So a black production company and in Rick Ross's house too, right? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I just like the blackness of, it. and then not just that, bro. The thirty years later uh-huh. to have that many. Or actors reprise their roles okay. I thought was astounding I thought that okay. was You know not But let's just talk about The product You, you give yeah, me that emotional That's what I'm saying Like that That to me Made the experience Good was that Not the actually The movie itself But go ahead Right okay No I, I feel the same way Like uh, They had some um, They had some gems in there Right Yeah uh, There's a scene in there um, Where uh, Akeem's son I can't think of his name is it what is I don't, I don't it? It's something, it. something with an L. Uh, anyway, he's he's talking to his bride to be, but they're in Zamunda. Yep. Well, there's there's this thing. Tiana about, Taylor. No, no, no. no the, 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 the one, right? Gotcha. The one that the soon to be uh, his his bride soon to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in there where they're outside, just talking uh, out in Zamunda, outside the castle. Yeah. And a friend of mine, shout out uh, to Brother Phineas, was basically showing like how we're kind of getting back to culture. 
mm-hmm. understanding what our culture really is. Right. And the 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 actress at the time, she's wearing. Let's just say it's a dashiki. I don't know if it's a dashiki. Yeah. But the lining in it has blue in it, and right. that means royalty. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty dope that, you know. I, had, I, did, I saw somebody else. Right? Yeah. I thought that was dope that they kind of put those little, uh, like, secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, that, that, that was more to my point, too, okay. about the production of it and all, all that. But, yeah. Right. Now, <sighs> the other thing, Eddie Murphy is literally, like, one of my favorite, favorite people of all time. Yeah. And to see Eddie... I felt like I was watching Bad Boys too. <laughs> in, what, in what way? In what way? Like everybody's just old now, man. No, that's true. Everybody old. That, that, that is true. Hey. That is true. So like, do you feel my- like we we did we did talk about that one time, right? We, we talked. I think when they was first announced, right? Uh-huh. Just a months ago, uh-huh. when they first announced this sequel was coming, I think we talked about that because, like I said, what I didn't like about Bad Boys 2 was I thought it was too far removed from the from the original one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To where, like I said- And the, this was too close to the original. Yeah. Uh, what well, I'm talking about time-wise. Oh. This is 30 like, years later. Right. Well, what do you mean? Bad Boys or this? I'm t- well- both of them. Okay, because in this so, one, I felt like they they really like played too much on the original. They, 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 there were some lines that, that yeah. were that, that were said yeah. consistently. Lines. Uh, there were a whole bunch of references to the original. Yeah, a whole bunch. And I felt like, yeah. well, come on, man. Yeah. No, I'm talking about time wise. Okay. I'm talking about the time, be, like the literal chronological time between the when the first uh, Bad Boys came out and, and Bad Boys. Too. So I'm going back okay. to Bad Boys. Okay. But I thought that's why I didn't like Bad Boys too because I thought they lost a lot of the magic in the first one because it was so far removed. Uh, I, I hear from what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Now. I got yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, I mean Martin Lawrence physically yeah. was just you know <laughs> will, I mean? too. It will too. Yeah, yeah, will too. Will throw some LBs. To the extent that that Martin was, nah, we know. And it, they just weren't as funny to me. And I think if that sequel had been two years after the original, uh-huh. it would have been way better. So, way better. Oh, okay. Now I apologize. No, you're right. We didn't put on that weight until the last one. I thought right. you were talking about the last one. So, no, 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 Martin did put on put on weight uh, after the first Bad Boy, so right. it did take away from it a little bit. Understand that Martin is up there too for me, and those to me are the most like two Ross comics ever. Right. To see them so like, oh man, to yeah. see them like older. However, it's like yep. that rawness is not even it's there gone, anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. And, and I understand why. Like you grow up, you have kids. Especially the, the 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 culture that we live in now, you can't right. beat. But it was just a disappointment for me. For however, even though it was a disappointment as a movie, what's your favorite scenes? Ooh, Randy Watts has got to be there. Nah, no, no, oh, that wasn't nah. it. That wasn't it. Um, hey, that's a good question. What was my favorite scene? The barbershop scene. I think when they first came back to the barbershop. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> that was. <laughs> when, he, when, when he said, "Wait a minute, the hold Afri- on." See, no, 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 no. When he was like, "Hold on." Hold on, you ain't paying no child support. You ain't paying no child support, and right. you came back right. thirty years late. Yeah, oh. that to me was. Oh, I thought, I thought. Okay, mine is when it, uh, when uh, he was cutting the hair, and the dude was like something about African and flies, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we don't do that here." Oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> he said, "Make it get about my chair." Yeah, nah, that nah, that wasn't it for me. When he talked about the child support, that to me was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a play. But it, and in fairness, it, it didn't have its funny parts. But yeah. yeah, so what do you think? Okay, last question. What do you think about? The reviews. I mean, would you agree with the mixed reviews? Does he yeah. have? Do they? Okay. Uh, no, enough. I think they're definitely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know that you had people that loved it, mm-hmm. and you you saw this. There's a online. There's a whole lot of back and forth about this movie, right? And there are people that was like, "Yo, that movie was trash." And I think they're both. So justified. what does that mean? A three? No, no, no. It's done. It's this done. Bro. You cannot let coming to America end on that. It's, it's done, bro. Oh, why? Why? Why would you? How? 
And that's like I said, that to me, that was the beauty of it, right? Is to be able to pull all that together 30 years later and have now obviously half of the cast was Eddie. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know so it's easy, right? right? If you got those right. two, you got half of the cast right, right there. But but to bring all those characters back, I mean, Eddie's wife, um, you know, the, they yeah. brought back the, the rapping twins. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so many of the characters they brought back 30 years later, I thought, me, I thought that was amazing that they were able to do that. I, I, there's you, no way you could do that again. Did you catch where Jeffrey Jar, uh, Jeffrey Jar was, uh, who? The, his daddy, Jeffrey. Joffrey, I'm sorry, James, it's Joffrey. James Earl Jones? Yeah, James Earl Jones, but it's Joffrey, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you catch where, did you catch the song? Did you catch any of the words of the song as he died? Uh, maybe <laughs> he was talking ish to Akeem. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, whole yeah. song was about Akeem yeah. not having a son. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did catch that. Yeah. And then he just died. Yeah, I did. I did catch that when he was in the. Yeah, I did catch that. I did catch that. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I know I'm laughing a lot, y'all, but ultimately I, the movie was just okay. Like Ray said, I liked it. I didn't love it. I, obviously, we all love Coming to America the original. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and I think that so a lot of people were saying the people that loved this, or liked. I ain't gonna say love. Well, there there were people that loved right. the movie, but uh, a lot of those was like you can't compare it to the original one. Which, yeah, you you can't compare it to. If you go into it thinking that you're gonna have what you had in the original one, then you're automatic automatically set it up for failure, right? But I feel like it is so close to. I, I feel like no, they is. made it, and that, that was, and my, I think it was because of this generation, right? Yeah, like it, that was like, my point. Okay. They 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 referenced the original one so much to where I don't know how you couldn't, right? For this generation, so much, yeah, yeah there yeah. was so much tie-ins to the original one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, so I, it's it's like I don't know how you can't compare the two, because I mean it it there was so much drawn from the original one. But uh, he needs to do he needs to remake Trading Places. Do that. I want to see that. There, yo, hey, I want to see that. No. So to to your point. So I don't know if you saw this tonight. There was a post going around that kind of went viral about people were comparing Eddie Murphy's uh, movies to Kevin Hart movies, right? Uh huh. And I like literally I looked at that and I was like, yo. Why is this even a topic? Right. There's man, Eddie Murphy crushes oh, yeah. Hart when it comes to movies. Yeah. There's, it's not even close. It's not even close. Like Eddie Murphy's got classics. Yeah. Like to me, one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies is Beverly Hills Cop. That's all you gotta say. We're done. Like, seriously. We're like, done. That movie to me is <laughs> we, an instant classic. I watch it every single time it comes on TV. I stop whatever I'm doing man, and I watch it. And done. I laugh like I've never seen it before. Yes. That to me, the that and the soundtrack is iconic. There will never be Golden Child, stop. Golden Child out. too, bro. Come Golden on, Child. Man. Eddie his early movies, bro. They're just they're you can't they can't be touched. They yeah. can't be touched. You man. can't you can't touch them at all. No. But yeah, Beverly Hills Cop to me, bro. Kevin Hart don't have a movie that comes in any of them. Not movies. at all. You could combine some of Kevin Hart's movies. They won't touch some of Eddie's single movies. No dis, no dis, Kev. I'm just saying. Yeah, Kev, Kev is amazing. Kev is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but when it comes to movies, nah, bro. You can't touch Eddie. Sorry. Soul Plane. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Stop <laughs> it, bro. What are all the movies with Dwayne Johnson? And, and uh, uh, no, nah, nah, I'm not knocking <laughs> Kev is Kev is amazing, seriously. But yeah, just sorry. That's an unfair comparison. You can't can't touch Eddie. Sorry, Eddie's the the goat when it comes to classic movies, comedians. Um, all right, so that's all we got this week. You got any final thoughts? No, um, like I said, like we just say every week, we are very appreciative of everybody that supports us. Uh, appreciate One Can City for the opportunity to be on the platform. Uh, I appreciate you, Ray. And nah, that's how it is, man. On the show, number love. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we out. Obviously, obviously, like you said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure you tune in. Next week as well, same bat time, same bat channel, 11.30 a.m. Central Time on one kcradio.org, the brand new one, Kansas City Radio app, and uh, 100, uh, 100.1 FM. Did I already say that? 
No, no say it again. 100.1 FM. Say it one more time. 100.1 FM. One more game. Yeah. 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 Here's good news. Even with high unemployment, there's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And My Computer Career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today at mycomputercareer.edu. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Has your new year been interrupted by an unexpected expense? Have you delayed a needed home or auto repair? If you could use a little help to pay for an unplanned expense, or you simply want to consolidate high-interest debt, consider a personal loan with Delta Community Credit Union. Delta Community offers low-rate personal loans that give you quick and easy access to the money you need for whatever you want. Visit deltacommunitycu.com slash personal loan to learn more. Delta Community is federally insured by the NCUA. A major milestone in the push to recall Governor Newsom. The campaign now has a million signatures. I made a bad mistake, and I expect more from myself. And that's why we started this Vaccinate All 58 campaign, recognizing that all Californians need to be included in this vaccination process and that we can't leave folks behind. We're going to see faster administration. You'll see that. Hold me accountable, you will. Thank you, Governor. update on recall signatures versus people vaccinated from John and Ken. We've got 2,060,000 signatures for the recall. As we told you yesterday, uh, that is uh, well over what they need. They need uh, about a million and a half. And even if they throw out 20%, uh, you still got a million six. And, uh, that's over 100,000 more than they need. So uh, that looks like it's, it's looking in, good. Yeah, it's looking good. On the vaccine front, I, I have to question something here. Something's not right. Uh, officially, we're at almost 11.5 million, 11 million injections. Yeah. 71% shots used rate. Shots used. Shots used. So we're in 42nd place. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, make it we're 43rd. Um, which means we have over three million vaccines that are that are have not been used. We're only injecting less than two hundred thousand people a day. How did they how did they get those two million injected in the four hundred zip codes? The four hundred unhealthy zip codes, remember? Well, they may have already counted people that were injected. Yeah, they didn't do because they've only been at that a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't think it, I think it's a cumulative number since the beginning of uh, vaccinations. I don't know right. something they did in a couple of weeks. They made it sound like they were going to do two million in the next two weeks, and that didn't add up to me. And it clearly doesn't add up because they're not even doing two hundred thousand a day. And uh, if you go to any of the major line vaccine lines, uh, mm. you, you'll see that. Uh, let's just say the underserved are underrepresented in these lines. So, so how many unused do we still have? Uh, over 300,000. Hmm. Oh, there's only 300,000 unused? I'm sorry, 3 million. 
Three million. Three million. Okay, I was going to yeah. say. It's always been probably, two and a half, two no, million. No, it's probably about three and a quarter million. But look at this. Brazil just reached a deal to take 10 million vaccines from Russia. Huh? They're that's buying 10 million that's the vaccines one I got. from uh, Russia. The Sputnik V. No, I, I've tested the Russian vaccine almost every weekend. I've been attending uh, super spreader parties and uh, have yet to uh, get infected. And if you're wondering, we have we're, we're, we've only uh, injected 19.6 percent of the population here in Two California. Shots or just, uh, just at least one shot. One, shot. uh, one shot's pretty good. Uh, there's more and yeah. more evidence coming in that one shot's pretty damn good. Yeah, after two weeks, you have about a 92 percent protection rate on one shot. And oh, uh, this story. only 9% has gotten, uh, have 9% of the public has gotten two shots. Oh, look at that. The, the Cracker Jack El Segundo Times COVID reporters, who I see constantly on the story, is good old Ron Gong Lin II and Luke Money, came together with a headline, indoor dining still risky and eating outside is safer, but officials warn as L.A. restaurants reopen. Are you serious? Dr. Muntu Davis. He cautioned that eating at a restaurant's indoor dining room is still risky. Then why show me the cases, Doctor Muntu? Please show me the evidence. Then why was the evidence out of New York City? It was one percent of the cases. Yeah. Now wait a second. Now outdoor dining is good. Three (laughs) months ago, well, he says if eating at a restaurant, dining outdoor is safer. That's all he said. Well, they said it was very, very bad. Back oh, in and November. here he is with the variants again. There are variants circulating in our county. Uh, Many of those are more easily transmitted. Come on. Enough of this. They don't want to relinquish power because when they relinquish power, then they have no role in our lives. Would they be doing this when they're down to one case a day? Yeah, one of course COVID they will. Case? Of course, one they will. hospitalization. Yeah, I, I was reading an analysis of this. W- what these people are like. Remember, they're not like you and me. They went to high school and college, and they wanted to get into government. They got educated in government, political science. Right? They started working in government. You know, when they were twenty-two years old, and generally, they're of a mindset that they know better. They have elite educations. They're well-schooled, and they know how our lives should be led. They know better than we do. Their role is to stop us from making all the bad choices we make. That if we just follow their wisdom and guidance, our lives will be better. And it's a credit to them. They really believe this. That's why they're so smug and arrogant and why they won't let go of power. And they realize the only way to hold on to people is to scare them. That's how they got everybody sucked in last March. They frightened everybody to death. And they Are they keep... aware that many states have had indoor dining for a while and they're not having outbreaks from indoor dining? Why do they fixate on this dining thing? It's driving me nuts. Because those states are, are run more by Republicans and conservatives. Who New think, York has got who indoor think... dining. New York City. I know. But in general, the wide-open states are states like Florida and Texas. Because the attitude of conservatives is it's up to individuals to take care of themselves and make the right judgments. It's not the government's role to constantly tell you what to do and protect you from every danger in the world. The democratic philosophy generally is we know better and you need us to protect you. 
from all the terrible things that can happen to you because you're too stupid to make good decisions on your own. That is the fundamental difference between the two parties when it comes to social policy. One says you're on your own, figure it out, make the right choice. The other one says, no, no, we'll tell you what to do. You can't handle the freedom. And that, more than anything, is why I vote the way I vote. Because I don't want these people telling me what to do. We gave them a one-year experiment. Look what happened. Look what happened. They had their year. You think this went well? Florida has the same numbers we do. So why didn't we enjoy a year's worth of freedom? Yeah. And you know what? There is no answer to that. I see this stuff debated online, and when, and when people are told this, they, they, they change the subject. They're so invested in their side that they will not accept that Florida left things wide open, left decisions up to individual businesses and individual people, and it turned out the same as California, which had the strictest, most extreme lockdown in the nation. No difference in the numbers. There is a... I don't want to go too far off the subject, but it's too good. There's a new picture circulating of uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. He was caught, I guess, on one of those telescopic lenses walking the governor's mansion property. He's wrapped in a big blanket, and it looks like he's holding a bottle of beer or something in his left hand and the cell phone to his ear in the right hand. And he almost looks like a homeless person. <laughs> you should look at the New York Post. New York, I was going to say, I, I was already well, typing the Daily in the Mail post. has it, too. I, I, I knew that it would be the Post. Oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> look at that. He's if in I a big shawl. A bugle blower. Oh, my. Really, he is wearing a shawl. At first, I thought that was a microphone in his left hand, but I enhanced the image, and it is a bottle of that, something. That looks like a beer bottle, yes. Oh, he must be having a tough time. He's walking around. He's walking the grounds of the governor's mansion in Albany. And mumbling to himself. Well, he's got the phone to his ear. That's that's definitely in his right hand. He's uh, denying a new accusation. Yeah. (laughs) He won't resign. And now his own Democratic uh, Party may impeach him in New York. Which you said the other day wasn't going to happen. I remember you said that. What? Well, the Republicans were the first to move on impeaching Cuomo, and we agreed that's that's a dead end. That's like here in California. But now apparently his fellow Democrats are moving towards impeachment. Well, let's see if they do. Somebody wrote a great piece uh, uh, in National Review. They said if he's so bad that he, ha- he has to resign, right, all the politicians are asking him to resign, then why not impeach him? And it seemed like he was in some gray middle ground. He's done bad things, bad enough to resign, but not bad enough to be impeached. Hmm. Why should he why should he resign? You, I, the, the onus is on the legislature here to impeach him and remove him. It's not on him to quit. He says, no, I'm not going to quit. The people elected me. It's the honorable thing. <laughs> and it, and, it, and we can avoid all the clamor and divisiveness. The <laughs> trauma, right, of an impeachment trial. The divisiveness and the distraction of the politics. Does it work the same way? They impeach him, then they vote to convict him? How do, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing. The same thing as... Yeah. You know. Oh, so one house in Albany... We'll vote uh, to impeach, I, and then the other chamber will. Um, I got to like look the state senate. I got to look that up. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the same idea where impeachment is the bringing of the charges, and then you have a vote whether you convict him of the charges. Now, can we do that here? For a new do state? we have impeachment in California? I don't yeah, know. Right. I imagine every state, state does. There's got to be at least one way to get rid of a guy 
who's completely out of control. But you said New York doesn't have recall, right? They do not have recall, no. All right, so maybe because we have recall, they don't have impeachment here. Yeah. But we can find out. All right, when we come back, here they are. It's Friday. It'll be about 520. The Moist Line People, part one. In between the two parts of the Moist Line is, and there is, a hack for the dumpster today. Today's clue is John Cobelt has had a meal with this fella. Two. Two, sorry. Two. Two. So find out all this coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. I checked the New York State impeachment process. Yes. And yes. it is very close to the uh, U.S. process. The assembly brings the charges, the trials in the Senate, uh, the Court of Appeals, seven judges preside over the event. The only difference is if he's impeached during the trial, the lieutenant governor takes over as acting governor. Oh. So I he see. would be out of power as soon as the impeachment uh, charges are passed. Right. And uh, the Democrats have an overwhelming uh, majority. They're very similar to California. So if uh, he does get impeached and or convicted, then it's going to come from his own party. And they do need a two-thirds conviction vote. All right. There you have it. Because it looks like uh, even uh, Schumer and uh, the other New York United States Senator uh, Gillibrand are calling for him to step aside. Yeah, he's being uh, denounced by the National Organization for Women. All the yeah, West- I mean, this that party loves this stuff. I mean, the whole Me Too thing really took off in the Democrat Party. Yeah. So if they're going to be true to that, they have to remember this, know, though. Be, be consistent. Killing all the people in the nursing homes didn't do it. Hmm. If he sinks, it's because he was grabbing around at the women, not because he killed yeah. all the old people in the nursing homes. All right, let's roll out the uh, moist line people. Why not? They show up every Friday around this time. You leave us a voicemail. We play it in two parts. We'll play another half in about 30 minutes. one 877 Hey, this is John. And this is Ken. We're so excited to hear from you. It's about time. Hey, it's me, Bobo, the orangutan from the San Diego Zoo. You guys were saying, wow, the monkeys at the San Diego Zoo were able to figure out how to get the vaccine. Why can't we? It's really easy. The elephants over there sent me these access codes from Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I know you guys say there's no such thing as heroes, but that is so false because you two are my hero. Did you know that the CDC just released guidelines just in case there's a zombie apocalypse? I'm not joking. This is real. Yeah, so who the f- believes what the CDC says now about COVID? Who the f- takes them seriously now? Now they're telling us what we are allowed to do when we even have the vaccinations for COVID. I have never listened to the government in Orange County here. I've been going out. I don't wear a mask and never been sick. So I'm sitting in traffic on the 405 headed towards the valley from the west side. Right before you get to the 101 of Ventura Boulevard. What the hell is that staircase that's on the side of the freeway there that goes up to nothing? Someone had to build it. Someone had to pay for it. Oh, I know Talk that. about a brown doggle. There you go. <laughs> I know California has its natural disasters like wildfires and earthquakes. Does Cecily Meyer Cruz fall under the same category? This is such an exciting time to be alive. Now that the progressives are in, I, for one, am excited. I can't wait to see what amazing things are in store due to these new policies. 
I can't wait to be told how to live, how to do everything that I'm supposed to do. God bless you, progressives. I don't know if you heard, but of course they want to cancel Pepe Le Pew because apparently he promotes a rape culture. I think they should just rename the character to Pepe Le Politician. I've got four grandkids. They want to see Grandpa this weekend. So I told my sons, hey, just drop them off on the 91 freeway and tell them to walk west. If they get to Beach Boulevard, they've gone too far. I mean, they're only unaccompanied minors. They shouldn't have any problem, right? Bring the Johnson & Johnson vaccine down to San Diego. That's the one I want. I'm 65. Where's my f***ing shot? You've been talking about what's happening at the border with regards to the minors and all the people that want to cross the border in the United States and addressing how many of those have COVID. Well, and you wonder why Biden is doing this? It's not Biden. It's got to be Pelosi. This is the Pelosi administration. Hey, cows, not good for cuddling. They got really rough fur. They're all bony. Two words for you with cows. Prime rib. They're good for eating, not cuddling. They want to give us free money, so be it. But I'm telling you right now, this federal government cannot keep dishing out money the way it is. The economy is going to collapse. Isn't California lucky to have their very own Ken doll who has no idea what's really going on in California or the rest of the world? Boy, I can't wait to get out of here. I just saw Governor Newsom dippity-doo give his State of the State on Tuesday night here, and he's bragging about all this excess billions of dollars of money that he's collected in the state up and above over even of last year, that there's a surplus. You know, that's taxpayer money. Why doesn't he give it back to us? Cuomo is responsible for killing people, yes, and lying about it. What he did to all those family members and their loved ones, totally knowing and lying about it, and then writing a book. Is there anything worse in this country right now? Wake up. Be an American. When the queen told Harry, you have to do your royal duty, he should have just taken a silver plate, taken a on the plate. Here's your royal duty. I just moved out of Orange County, California back in November, moved over to, uh, to Texas. My kids have been in school since November, so my kids are in school full-time. They're doing great, and I'm glad to be out of California. Governor Newsom, all Californians will go back to normal. We will see the green light. You're the one who's not going back to normal. Pack your bags. We're throwing you out of office. See you later. Thank you for leaving your message. Please hang up. Go. Goodbye. Right. Get out. Get out. Let's put him in the purple tier. No kidding. Well, there you go. That's the first round of the Moist Line. People can always leave your messages for next week at one eight seven seven moist 86 We're going to put Newsom on permanent lockdown. <laughs> purple we can tier. with the recall. That's right. Hey, he doesn't get will it. be over if we can affect the recall. So, uh, oh, coming up, we're going to, uh, we got a hack in a dumpster. We do when we have another round of the Moist Line people. We've got this Friday going. Stay tuned. John and Ken, KFI. It's time for John and Ken to throw a hack in a dumpster. John and Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. That's right. We are going to throw a hack in the dumpster. I was just seeing, I just saw a, wow, a crazy story out of Oklahoma. I don't know if you heard about this one. A no. high school basketball announcer was caught on the mic 
they were doing the anthem, mm-hmm. and I guess some of the girls on one of the teams, they started kneeling, and he just started calling them the N-word, screaming it, and uh, saying he hopes they lose. The update today is that um, he's blaming diabetes, <laughs> saying he had low sugar and he couldn't control his emotions and he blurted out horrible things. It's a unique one. His medical condition. Not like he had really? Tourette's or one of the other more. <laughs> Diabetes. Right. You'd think he'd blame a mental disorder. No. <laughs> he, was, he was off his bipolar medication or something. Type 1 diabetes. Really? He just, yeah, he a sugar drop can do that? No kidding. Only a 44-year-old guy and wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't you just eat a Snickers bar? <laughs> uh, yeah, the hack for the dumpster, uh, the hint we gave today, it's uh, someone that John Cobalt shared two meals with. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a first. Uh, first time, yes, Any, uh, that we were ever throwing someone in the dump. We didn't, we didn't throw him in the dumpster before. Don't think so. No. Don't have it under the log. No. We, we have a dumpster log. We do. We do. The, the, the mob keeps it. Sven Lyon and the crew. Well. Uh, it is the L.A. Unified School District Superintendent Austin Butner. Hence my hint that it's a butte. Do you get it? Yeah. You got that. Uh, he's he's a, a incredi- incredibly smart guy, which is why I am so baffled by this. He, he's apparently it, not it, courageous. No, he's he's he's. Actually, he should have stood up to this union a long time ago, and in fact, he still got manhandled with this terrible settlement. I am I am shocked at all the grown men in this state, highly successful, educated, intelligent, and and they put up with this with this whack job teachers union when they were in business when they were in the private sector they would never put up with people like this just never austin butner made a ton of money uh in in the now, financial you industry him, he was discussing or what is he considering he, running for mayor he wanted to he? run for mayor and i i thought he, he was incredibly smart and he knew exactly what was wrong and what should be done and all i told him was is i think you know you've really got to uh, he has a very dry personality. <laughs> yeah, he needs to. And you, uh, you've got to step up the enthusiasm factor. You got to you got to cut through in order right. to get your message across. Right. You know, part of it is is presentation. You got to be like Trump. <laughs> and you got to grab people's attention because you yeah. could be the smartest guy in the world, but if you talk really softly and 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 you you, you put everyone to sleep, no one gets the message, and you're ineffective. And then the second time he had this idea about starting a newspaper, a competitor to the L.A. Times. Oh, so he's actually a very good guy. But you know, we've given him a hard time here because what he's doing to the to the to the students is abysmal. It's just awful, and it's all because he 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 his spine collapsed in front of the teachers' union. Instead yeah. of saying, you know what, and, st- and, and stop, and the teachers' union is busy giving everybody woke lectures. When they're ruining, ruining the lives of all these minority children, 80% of LAUSD is minority, 80% is is in, in poverty, huge percentage gets all their meals paid for by the school, served by the school, even when school's not in session. That's how poor these people are. So, and they don't have they don't have a, a, a devices at home or a wireless system at home that works efficiently. How the hell could you close schools? on this group of students and there's hundreds of thousands of them 
Yeah, let's ah. review the damage. The LA Unified School District is really one of the last large remaining school districts that has not reopened anything. New York City reopened to lower grades months ago, and they're about to reopen to high school kids. All the other large school districts have reopened their classrooms to in-person learning. And the union has been the roadblock here, and this guy has not stood up to them. And this settlement they reached this week where middle and high school kids will come in, sit in a room, put on a headset, open up a laptop, and still do distance learning is ridiculous. And they tried. How is that going to work? And plus, they tried to fool everybody. They tried to fool everybody and say, oh, no, look, we got a deal. The LA schools are reopening. No, they're yeah, the not. Headline, you're right. Instead of distance learning in the kitchen, it's distance learning in, in the classroom with no live teacher in person giving the lesson. It's the same thing. And then, and then the teachers union head at Sicily uh, by our cruise, yeah. she, she says, oh, it's just white parents who uh, care about this, who want to open the schools. What? No, it's not. <laughs> There's hundreds, thousands of Hispanic and black parents who want their kids back in school. What are you crazy? And Butner should have, should have, yeah, should have challenged that. Yes, she sh- he should have blasted her for that and blasted the teachers' union and 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 fight for the kids. That's your job is fight for the kids. Good lord, they have enough against them, don't they? Instead of all this prattle about equity, 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 you're a bunch of frauds, phonies, and fakes. You don't care about equity. You care about getting the teachers' union money for your election campaigns. That's what you care about, equity. As we bring in the mob here to throw L.A. Unified School District Superintendent Austin Butner into the dumpster, it's a little tricky, John, because he has no spine, so he's kind of like jelly. Oh, so he's going to be wobbling around as they try to so, lift him. So they're going to like roll him up into a ball, huh? Oh, they could do that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Roll him up into. Like and you a, could just uh, one of the Ukrainians could stop and just do a like a basketball shot. Yeah, roll him up like a sleeping bag. That's right. Just, <laughs> just hurl, hurl him in the dumpster, or do a well, slam dunk in there. Here he is speaking a year ago about how well the school district had done in closing schools, I believe. Since school campuses closed in March of last year. Los Angeles Unified has led the nation in providing a safety net to the communities we serve. Oh, that's the food. We've delivered more than 111 million meals. We hand out 24 food. million items of much needed uh, We became oh, a McDonald's. We used, to be a, jelly. we used to be a school district. Now we're McDonald's. Clothing and shoes, toys and sports equipment, cooks and materials, and computers and internet access. In, in. We've also provided more. Roll them up. Squeeze them into a ball. Yes. There he is, rolling around the bottom of the dumpster there. The next time you have lunch with him, you let him know he's in the dumpster. I don't Yeah, I don't think there's a third lunch coming. I guess he respected you then. He wanted your advice, huh? Well, he's not listening now. <laughs> Any, anybody can say it's time to start yelling back at the teachers' union. I mean, good Lord. It, it, and remember, it's going to be another six weeks. Before the upper school kids go back. It is, right. And Six then again, weeks. they're not really back. They're doing no. distance learning. So in May, they're just going to be staring at a screen again. The hell? Another lost school year. Thanks. Wow. Mr. Butner. Yeah. There you go. All right. We will uh, finish the show with another round of the Moist Line people coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640 Live everywhere. 
on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, it's exciting. Uh, AMC just announced they will open two theaters for 25% capacity in L.A. County. Two. Uh, one in Burbank and one in Century City. Oh, right. The new reopening. That's Are there any movies uh, that have been released? Question. Actually, there have been. They still have the box office numbers. I still see them weekly. Oh, right. Because, because the rest... in other parts of the country, right. Right. I keep forgetting the rest of the country has been open for a long time. It's just here in California. But they held back the big releases that they had planned in the last mm. year. Things like the Bond movie and the... Uh, they eventually released that Wonder Woman movie. But, stuff that cost $200 million? Yeah. There was really no point. There weren't that many people in the seats. All right. Let's finish up the show. Moist Line Part 2. You leave a message and your voicemail may end up here on the Johnny Ken Show at one eight seven seven moist 86 Hey, this is John. And this is Ken. We're so excited to hear from you. It's about time. You know, the school's uh, new plans for opening up middle and high school classes sounds a lot like uh, Newsom's uh, handiwork. Everything's so complicated and half-assed, it's guaranteed not to work. What good does it do opening businesses if people are going to get an extra $300 a week to sit on their ass at home and keep sending those stimulus checks, nobody's going to want to go back to work. March is Women's History Month. Maybe April can be Vegan Month. Hey, Mr. Biden, time for you to give your speech. Can you please come upstairs from your hidden den? <laughs> Who's that? Mr. Biden, you got to go upstairs. Come upstairs quick. We got to go give your speech. The reality is we knew we were closing it all down because then we could just bring in equity and access. Look at the $1.9 trillion plan. I'm not collecting any of it. Hell, I work in public education and have a doctor and I'm not getting any of it. They don't care about us. So I guess Gavin Newsom's going to give us a green tier. Actually, I'm going to give us a better green tier. We'll be in the green tier the day after the recall election when that is gone. Has anybody seen my bugle? You know that vaccine <laughs> line thing where you get in line? Well, with more than 40% of Americans of obesity, that's one damn long line. Or is it a damn wide line? So these Democratic morons for the recall of Governor say if another Democrat does not run, they're going to vote to keep in place. And they wonder why the state is in the state it's in. Because they're going to keep the moron who's screwing up their lives in place just because of their Republican Democratic values. Morons. I left California last year, moved to St. George, Utah, ran into one of the realtors the other day, and he said at a conference, there's a big old poster of Governor Newsom, and below it it said, Utah's Realtor of the Year. So, <laughs> Governor Dippity Doot is telling everybody that uh, we are working on a great year. Does anybody actually think that once we do reach that brain tier, that that's going to be the end of it? These people have no. tasted power and control, and they are never, ever going to let it go. This knucklehead, uh, Gascon, this guy needs to remember he represents the victims and not the criminals. It actually sounds like he should have run for the public defender's office, not the district attorney. Can't wait to vote him out. Why doesn't the president take questions? If you were the president, you would take questions. 
So I listened to Biden's speech from the White House, and I took the precaution of booking a 12-volt battery out to my nipples to keep me awake. I just got off of that emotional roller coaster ride conducted by President Houseplant, and my feeling is don't fall into the trap. There is no way this bunch of charlatans is ever going to turn loose of the power they have taken over us during the past year. Thank you for leaving your message. Please hang up. Goodbye. You're going to see it's going to be the next fight over the next few months. They're going to they're going to be clawing onto the power for as long as they can. All right, that's the end of the moist line. Yeah, that's the end of the that's it for this week, guys. Conway around? Here's oh the, yeah, big dog. Right. Start of the Conway show. There we go. Uh Brian Suits is coming out with us at 6:30. That's always cool. He's got the you know, by the way, he has the number one show on weekends in on all of radio. I did not know that. It's like it's num- rated number one. Isn't that crazy? The, the entire weekend, there's nobody higher, highly it, uh, higher it, rated. It's all crazy. We're all number one. Uh, Pat Boone is coming on with us. Pat uh, Boone. Yes. I guess somebody, um, <laughs> uh, he's got a lot to talk about. Oh, we had him on years ago when he released a heavy metal album, and he was uh, dressed on the cover in all leather. Is that right? Yeah, it was a heavy metal rock and roll album, and it caused such a ruckus. I remember we... Interviewed him. I don't know if he's going to do that tonight. But <laughs> uh, Alex Michelson, your buddy's coming on with us at uh, at eight o'clock. And then also, if you lost your business in the state of California and you vote to keep Newsom, I think that list of people should be public. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, not to harm him or anything, but just to tap him on the shoulder and go, "Are you okay?" <laughs> right to get the medical treatment. <laughs> right. Yeah. An intervention. That's right. Right. Not to harm them or their kids or their family. Just go, you know what? I I, I think you need some help. Bob. Here's a prescription. <laughs> right. All right. Dig right. Dog. Go. Dig Dog right. with Let's you. Go. Michael Crozier's got the news. KFI and KOSD HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Here's good news. Even with high unemployment, there's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today at mycomputercareer.edu. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Celebrate National Peanut Month in March with the powerhouse of great nutrition, Georgia Peanuts. Packed with protein, essential nutrients, and good taste, Georgia Peanuts are now a better snack choice for affordability, sustainability, and nutrition. To learn more health benefits with recipes and fun facts, check out GAPeanuts.com. The perfectly powerful peanut and this message is brought to you by the Family Farmers of the Georgia Peanut Commission. doesn't have to stop here if you have any questions suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice the opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.